Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode nine. Nope, nope. We don't do episode numbers no more. I forgot. Yeah. It's been a while. It's welcome to the Jan- <laughs> welcome to the January 2023 episode of We Podcast and We Know Things, our first episode of 2023. It's off to a great start. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Atura. At long last, Last of Us is upon us. Dude, it's been one week. Uh Exactly a month since we recorded. I think we recorded December 23rd. I'm almost positive. At least that's when the episode went live. I can't recall. Yeah, we recorded on the 22nd. There you go. So it's been one month since you've heard us. Um, Looking forward to tonight. We've been talking about this for years upon years upon years about The Last of Us. We've mentioned it all the time. We've broken down trailers. We've done everything we can to get ready for this show. And it is here, the first two episodes. We could have gone on last week. We could have done an episode one breakdown. But no, we're giving you two times the fun. And I even stayed up late to make sure I watched the episode. Because usually, you know, me and Kelly, we would watch it. Like, right now, I'd probably be watching it. So I was like, you know what? Let me bite the bullet. I want to have to, you know, I just, I heard great things about episode two. So I had to make sure I watched it. It's also difficult to stay away from spoilers. Hmm. I mean, they you log on to Twitter and it's just Joel. But th- no, that's it. That is all Twitter is right now. Yeah. Is the rest of us. Which <laughs> I mean, you, you love to see it, but I mean, if you didn't see it yet, it's a problem. Yeah, we we make a night out of it. I mean, we do our thing where we get the kids to bed and we sit down and we watch a little bit of one of my picks of the month. I'll talk about in a second, and then we get ready and in a mindset for nine o'clock in the last two weeks and all the weeks ahead of time. And I'm just I'm so excited that the Eagles play the NFC championship game at three o'clock Sunday, not six 30. Yes. So I don't have to worry about missing it. Uh, I can have the bills Bengals on in the background on the iPad, just like I did the last two weeks at the, bills. the night game. Did I say bills Bengals chiefs and, uh, bills out and, uh, and I can just enjoy football Sunday. I'll yes. also, I'll also I'm getting a little, little, little surgery action this Friday. So I'll be uh, up and out of it. Oh, geez. So, uh, so there's that. <laughs> Any males out there? Uh, I'm sure you can put two and two together. Cause I'm the about to put, <laughs> I'm about to lose. No, I'm not actually losing anything, but the old little coin purse. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's been a while since we've recorded and it's showing already. It's uh, two minutes and 40 seconds into the episode. <laughs> we're already, we're already fucking off the rails. Off the rails. Did we just say that at the same time? Yeah. Are we? Did we just become best friends? Uh, we got a packed show for you. Like I said, I'll be able to watch episode three. I'm excited for that uh, without having the Eagles game. But we're here to talk about the first two episodes, but so much more. That's not going to be the only thing we discussed tonight. We're going to talk a little bit about what we got for Christmas. This is our first time recording. I know it's crazy. It's the oh end of God. January. You probably haven't said the word Christmas in a month, but... We haven't recorded since before Christmas, so we're going to talk for just two minutes about what we got for Christmas. Definitely excited about that. Then we're going to do our What You Been Up To segment where we give our picks of the month, the things we've been watching, playing, listening to. That's no, that's like our new pick of the week slash top three. We kind of combine the two into one super segment for your enjoyment. We love giving out recommendations, and we love when you take them because one of our listeners, Mike Cassini, not only takes so many of our recos he just started for all mankind and said he's loving it so far so uh, enjoy mike love hearing that and i'm gonna start the leftovers based off of his recommendation as well i've heard great things for years about the leftovers on hbo so i'll give that a shot pretty soon you'll probably hear about that next month but we got our trivia we didn't do trivia for the award show we wanted to keep 
you know, the award show at the front and center. So we do have our trivia. If you don't remember, cause it's been two months, it is 17.5 for me, 16.5 for salmon, our race to 11 win by two. When we're done this trivia, we're done. We're not doing any more trivia. So this could be the very last trivia you ever hear on this podcast. So looking forward to that. We are going to start, however, in television, we are going to do a breakdown spoiler alert people. I'm not holding back. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. The first two episodes of The Last of Us on HBO. We're going to dissect them like a woman dissected an ankle in episode two. So we're going to get through that. Mandalorian season three got its debut trailer. Yellow Jacket season two got its first trailer. Uh, Netflix has renewed a show, a couple shows that we all saw coming. One for its final season. Eminem and Fitty Scent are going to make a TV show. We're going to talk about what that could be. I'm sure you could guess. Uh, we got some premiere dates. Uh, we got a couple of other news, some retro stuff. If you're a fan of nineties animation. So we got some of that Ant-Man and the wasp quantum mania got its debut trailer. I watched it exactly one time. So I'm ready to talk about it, uh, in the movie section gaming. Sam will take over the hosting duties where I will recap AGDQ 2023. Talk about Pokemon Scarlet and Violet's next patch, crystal dynamics, Marvel's Avengers game, and Xbox joining the ranks of the state of play and the Nintendo Direct doing their own developer direct. I'm going to talk about why that's a good and a bad thing coming up in the gaming section. We'll end it out with a little Fallout Boy news for some music, but let's start where we customarily don't. What'd you get for Christmas? It's it's so funny. Like I just recently saw you like you snuck in there. Would you would we get for Christmas? I was like, oh shit, what did I I know what you got for Christmas? Yeah, it's posted I, I, I on did. our IG. So I did, um, the, the big one for me was the, the God of War Ragnarok uh, PS5 controller. Beautiful. What a you beautiful know, I, piece that is. Oh, by the way, all of what all of what we're going to talk about, at least most of, on our Instagram. So if you want to see it for yourself, just go to our Instagram. It's one of our first, most recent photos on there. Yeah, that was like the like the number one main thing I wanted. I was I don't care about nothing else. I just, I missed a boat on it. And thankfully, I, uh, my girl Kelly, she hooked it up. Also got a, a nice pair of brand new Nike sh- shoes. You know what I mean? I sometimes I, I slack on my shoe game. Like I feel like I'm always ten steps. Oh, rocking the Etnies and DCs from 2010. Me too, I, I brother. Like, I Me like too. comfortable shoes, and you know, I I just I'm, I'm, I'm not, not a shoe into, man. I, I'm not into it like everyone else. But I, I guess recently, I I guess I I recently bought a pair of Jordans. So it's like you know, I a little bit, but it's like I'm not dropping no two, three, four hundred pair of shoes. That's just fucking ridiculous. Um, besides that, you know, old, old school shit. Like, I, you know, jeans, you know, Krabba's gift card. Um, you know, not, nothing too crazy, but, you know, it was, it was just nice to, you know, get out, see the, you know, see the family for Christmas, the nephew, the nieces, you know, just grateful for another year around the sun, brother. Our girls think very similar. Um, your girlfriend, my wife, because I also got a PS5 controller, shoes, and a Karabas gift card. So, uh, hilarious. We didn't post the gift cards on our IG. Because yeah. I hope you all know what that is. It's a piece of oh, also a uh, Bahama Breeze gift card as well, which we went to last week, and it was fantastic. Oh, where's that at? Uh, New Jersey. It's like right oh, it's next the Cherry to Cherry Home Mall, right? Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that place. I didn't know yeah. if there was a closer one. Yeah, they yeah, give yeah. you a nice alcoholic drink. Comes to tea and a pineapple. It's delicious. Do they Fire still got sh- the old CPK there and uh, and that Italian joint? I can't remember the Italian. Uh... They put I'm not sure. this Italian joint, dude. They put pesto on their mozzarella sticks. 
What are you doing putting pesto on there? I just want the marinara. What are you doing with your lives? Uh, I can't think of the name of the restaurant. Good thing, because I'll never go back. What did you get from the Bahama Breeze? It's the always fire. It's the, I believe it's the firecracker shrimp for the appetizer. Oh, oh yeah. I, I just I I wind up grabbing it like an empanada, but it's it wasn't great. Just get the firecracker yeah. shrimp. But what was great was uh, um, me and Kelly both got the, the pineapple drink, and it's like you know fifteen bucks a pop. So you put your order on your kiosk, you know. So as I'm leaving, I'm you know paying the bill. I'm like, huh? I was like, man, fifty one dollars. I was like, that's kind of pretty cheap. I was expecting more than that. And then, you know, it's paid, you know, we're getting leave, we're leaving. The guy comes up to us and says, oh, you know, have a great day. By the way, he's like, your, your two drinks ended up on someone else's bill. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh, when we pay for it, we'll scrub. He's not, nah, don't worry about it. It was our, our mess up. Have a great day. I was like, oh, look at that. $30 a drink for free. Thank you, wow. Muhammad Breeze. Good for you, dude. We actually had a similar uh, restaurant thing happen to us pretty recently. We, uh, we, Helena, my, my firstborn, she loves. Applebee's it's her spot it was her first ever restaurant and we had this one waitress who had a Mickey or a Minnie Mouse tattoo on her hand from like her niece like one of the temporaries okay Helena had noticed it and they were talking about it and you know Helena she's a cutie pie like she gets everybody's attention as soon as she goes into the room you know and so she's talking to the waitress waitress is eating it up she comes back and she brings Helena gummy sharks in a little thing in a little cup Hey, here you go, sweetheart. Thanks for coming. We go back the next time, however many weeks later, we get the same waitress. So it's like, now we have a bond. Now we go to Applebee's. We expect to see Deb. Shout outs to Deb. And and so we haven't seen Deb in a couple trips, but every time she has a big soccer game or t-ball game or dance thing or whatever, she always wants to go to Applebee's. Her birthday, Applebee's. We went on the Polar Express. Where'd we go afterwards? Applebee's. So it's like kind of her thing. So we took her to Applebee's. Gosh, I can't remember what it was for. Um, what the mo- momentous occasion we decided to take her out to, to lunch for. But we took her out to lunch and we get Deb. But we haven't seen Deb in a while. So we didn't recognize Deb. And she didn't really recognize us. But she stopped and gave us the look. You know, like I see 100 people a day. But I kind of remember your kid because she's, she's pretty cute. And so I said, honey, I'm going to go for it. I'm going for it. I think that's I think this is our girl. And so she comes back and said, I'm so sorry. If this is wrong or awkward, but uh, I think you're Deb and I think you're our waitress. And she goes, I knew it. I knew it was you guys. You get the gummy sharks. Da, 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 da. She came oh, back with God, two things of gummy great. sharks for Helena and a thing of cherries, maraschino cherries for Mackie. And I was just like, this place That's has awesome. earned our business, but I order, I order the uh, appetizer combo because I'm a large American and I don't really want anything else besides, you know, a little something, something, a little, a little taste of everything. You know what I mean? I'm a, I'm a world traveler. So I get the, uh, the appetizer combo, the mozzarella sticks, they came, two of them were stuck together, but they were cooked. So I was like, eh, I saved that for last. I'm not really hungry. I get to it. I'm about to like get to it and kind of just pick at the last couple of sticks. I break them apart. They're dead raw from uh. in the middle. And I was like, Oh no, uh. just breadcrumbs fell out and I was drunk. So I just put them off to the side. I love Deb. I wasn't going to complain about it. It is what it is. Deb comes over. Oh, hon, is, is that how they looked? Like I was like, yeah, I guess I, you know, <laughs> I, yeah. I made them that way. She's like, is that how they came out? I said, yeah, you know, I wasn't going to make a stink about it. It's, it's all good. She goes, I'll take care of this, bro. Didn't pay a cent. Do you count the whole cent. meal? Didn't pay a cent, brother. Oh, wow. So I mean, you tipped her good. 
Oh, we tipped her what it would basically cost <laughs> for the meal. I mean, I wasn't That's getting out of there not paying. Like, I'm good, not that good. kind of guy. I'm not the dude who looks for that shit. You tipped her five bucks. Seven. So, like, <laughs> yeah, we I, I tipped her yeah, what, my, awesome. meal, what awesome. my meal would have cost and stuff. So, like, she was made whole, as they say, in the world. But anyway, yeah, fun stuff. Um, I got a pair of shoes. I got the Pokemon Pumas that have sold out everywhere. I don't know how Ashley found them, but the one pair I wanted were the adult Squirtle ones, and she found them, and I wear them proudly with the little chain that hangs off the side with Squirtle's face on it. Dude, the little lines that go up the shoe have little droplets of water on them because it's a water type. He's got the water symbol on there. The tissue paper has the poster for the original 151. The detail, my brother, the detail in these shoes. I also got a purple dual sense, not the God of War one, but I got that atomic yep. purple. Looks beautiful. Beautiful. Did you take it out of the box? Nope. I that and God of War Ragnarok are still sealed, oh, my friend. I took mine out of the box. I just I, I got uh, the midnight black. I used that for the two player and I still have the white one. That I, I damn near teared up, my friend. Damn near just teared up looking at this They're beautiful. beautiful purple controller. And that's it. That's all we really got for Christmas. We've wasted enough time talking about the holidays. Everybody's ready to keep moving. Um, and so are we here at the 13 minute mark. Let's talk about it. What you been up to, Sam? I'm I am super excited to talk about my list of stuff, but I don't know a lot. We, we talk a lot, but we don't, I don't really know what you've been watching or anything. You kind of save it for the show, which I love. So I'm excited for this. Yeah, I don't know if I talked about this at, I'm trying to look at my notes from like last week. And I, I don't think I talked last month. Yeah, I did, did I talk about the menu? Yes. No, I, you talked about it with me, right? Because yeah, it like, came out you know, January 3rd. So you couldn't have seen it. Everything's melting together. I, it came I out after I, we recorded. So I know you and I have talked about it. You said Kelly and I watched it and I said, oh, it's on my list. But yeah, I uh, we you did not talk about it on this pod. OK, it's to me, it's you want to watch a movie, watch the menu right now. This is probably one of my favorite movies, even though it, yeah, November 18th, 2022, it came out. But I missed it in theaters. And then I think I it dropped on Hulu, I think. No, it dropped on HBO Max on January 3rd. Oh, no, then it came so, out somewhere else. So we have the Hulu HBO package. So we were on Hulu and it popped up like because the combo, I guess. There you go. Yeah, one, so, two. This was Ralph Fiennes, Anya Taylor-Joy, Nicholas Holt, uh, John Leguizamo, um, the lady that was in. Um, oh, God, who the hell did she play in? Ozark. Helen Pierce, the lady that played yeah, Helen yeah, Pierce yeah, in Ozark. Yeah. That's cool. Janet McTeer. Like, I, I loved every single person about this movie. Um, it's, it's, it's a black comedy horror film. I'm just going to say, that's all I'm going to say. Everything else just let, kind of let play where it's just this foodie invites his date to this exclusive restaurant on this private island and he just offers like entertainment for the night and dishes throughout the night that he's kind of prepared for everybody in the room. And I, I already had a feeling what I was kind of walking into because I really didn't see it. I just knew Ralph Fiennes was in it and John Leguizamo. And then I was just kind of surprised to see everybody else. This was directed by Mark Mylott. Under two hours, 30 million budget. It already made 78. It was already a hit. What the heck does it even have on Rotten Tomatoes? 88%. So that's always great to hear. The menu, HBO Max, watch the menu. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. I am still watching um, Bleach Thousand Year War. Um, episode 13 will drop on Friday. That is, so my understanding is they're dropping the, it in four different parts. Episode 13 will be the end of part one. They're taking a little bit of break. 
So I don't know when we're going to get part two or how many episodes we have left because all I see here is 13 episodes for part one. I've been loving it so far. The animation's great. Um, there's actually been some big deaths already. People I, I wouldn't expect to, them to actually kill off from the show. So one, one guy was actually my favorite, so I did not see that coming. Definitely check out Bleach A Thousand Year War. Make sure you're watching that on Hulu. Next up, I finally... It, it's didn't they didn't air all the episodes yet but i started watching national treasure edge of history wow good for you brother so the it's 10 episodes probably i mean yes. it's disney plus it ain't yep. more than 10 so the first seven episodes are out i watched the first seven and so there's still three more out uh, it's it's okay it's it's not the <laughs> I was best. Expecting something much better based on your. It's it, it's it. There's parts of it that are great. There's the music that again, just from the movies, they bring it up. Um, Harvey Keitel, he reprised his roles. Peter Sadusky from the first two um, movies. We also to see Harvey. Justin Barth is back as Riley Poole. He was in I think one episode, maybe one and a half. I don't know if he'll be back. Um, he was talking to Ben Gates who on the phone who was Nicolas Cage in the movies. So, and, and hinting, Hey, we've been working on this thing for 15 years, which is, it's been 15 years since the second movie. So it's like, that's kind of how they played that. So, um, I, I, three episodes left again, it's, it's okay. A little bit corny at times, but I, I just like that world. I like history. It's a way that hopefully this is successful enough that we can eventually get this third film with, you know, Cage, Justin Bartha, bring back some of this crew, and uh, Catherine Zeta is kind of the bad, the bad guy in this one. I always like, I'm, a, I'm always a Catherine Zeta fan, so it's always good to see her as a, a bad guy. But it's it's on Disney Plus, you know, check it out. But just you know, if you like the first two movies, I think you'll you'll find it that it's just okay. Um, I did watch Andrew Santino's new comedy special on Netflix called Cheeseburger. I'm not sure if you would like it. I'm, I'm just a big fan of him and um, Bobby Lee. I listened to their podcast, uh, Bad Friends. I, I just think them two together are so freaking funny. This is like the first stand-up I think I even remember watching. Um, he's the um, actor that's on the TV show, Dave. Yeah, he's the redhead guy, I know. Yeah, he's you know like the younger Bill Burr with hair. <laughs> but he, he he definitely is funny. It's, it's who he reminds me of. It's, you know, again, I think it was like 50 minutes. You know, you just want a good laugh, just kind of, you know. Get out of your head. It's on Netflix. Andrew Santino Cheeseburger. Um, and I will leave it here for the last one. I watched Trigon Stampede. So far, the first three episodes are out in Japanese. And the first one in English with Johnny Young Bosch back as um, Bash the Stampede is, is, is out. I watched the first three episodes and his episode. He's back like he never left his Vash. Um, the story it's, it's, they're definitely, um, I don't want to say rushing, but they're not doing what the original show did. So they, they kind of like, they're throwing everything right at you. Um, one of the actors is literally called Robert De Niro. So it's like they brought in a, a Robert De Niro instead of Millie Thompson, who's a beloved character of the manga of the old show. A lot of people are pissed off that they just literally have this Robert De Niro character in there. I'm kind of in there. Like, he, he serves no point. I'd rather would just have Millie Thompson. Um, animation, it, it's definitely beautiful at times. It's just, it, it's, it, it'll never be as good as the OG version. 
but I'm I'm just going in there with a you know trying to blank slate. I'm I'm enjoying so far what it is. I I think I'll like it more on the English side. It's just tough when you're reading the subtitles. You're trying to look all the action that's going on, but you're reading the subtitles. It's it's always distracting. But I mean, I give Studio Orange credit for kind of giving Trigun a chance because I I truly think Trigun is a great anime. So any more you know light you could shed on Bash the Stampede kudos to you so if you have hulu or or um, hulu is the um, japanese version if you want in english you have to get crunchyroll um, they're doing like a free 14 day um, subscription and then i think they just charged my first month i think it was eight dollars and 63 cents so if you want that that's crunchyroll and the rest i will save uh for tv wow love that good list good list yeah. Some anime, some live action dark horror comedy. A little bit of everything. A little bit of everything for the kiddos, except no games, no music. So not everything. More just one thing. Just I'm still on my I'm still listening to my podcast. You know the deal. Yeah. No, you did mention a podcast that you listened to. So when with the comedy stand. So I'll take that. Uh, you slipped that in there. So I'll take that. Beautiful. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I uh I want to start my what you've been up to segment with an omission. A self-inflicted wound, as they say. You know how every year I number my stuff and I keep track of what I watch and play and listen to as I go. And I kind of keep the running tally of what's where for the year. So I'm ready to rock and roll. I have to do them as no prep for our awards because I've been keeping track of it. And so, and if you didn't know, listeners, now you do. Um, And boy, did I make an omission. So I want to, uh, I want to say whoopsie daisy and shout out something that should have been on one of my lists very high last year that I completely forgot about. And the reason why I forgot about it is 100% on me, but I don't, I do know I'm about to tell you how, but I 100% forgot to include Coheed and Cambria's uh, 2022 record Vaxis to a window of the waking mind as my number two album of the year. Um, Here's why. I put it in my phone as Coheed Vaxis 2 because it's literally the name of the record is Vaxis 2, A Window of the Waking Mind. But I put two, the number two, I'm sorry, uh, the two eyes instead of the number two because the record name is two, but I meant to put it as my number two and just looked it over, just completely looked over the two when I was going through. Um, And so I do apologize out there, everybody, that I this would have been right behind Jackpot Juicer as my number two album of the year that pushes back. Um, I believe it was the early November was two, and that would push that back 20 to three, and then a will away with stew or soup, stew as my number four. So I do apologize, but Vaxis 2, A Window of the Waking Mind, is the best Coheed album since probably Silent Earth 3. Um, yeah, I would say Silent or three, the the album with Favorite House Atlantic and and all that stuff that everybody loves course, on there. The classic. I mean, that's that's I mean, that's one of the best records literally ever made. But Vaxis Two is like, it's a wild ride because it's much poppier than their like 2005 to 2015 run. I think um, uh, the record with. You've got Spirit Kid. Oh my goodness, what's that one called? Uh, Color Before the Sun, I think it's called. That one's kind of poppier too, but I would say this one's 
a little bit more poppier. It doesn't I don't believe it has to do with the anime war or Amory Wars anymore. I think he's kind of done yeah, writing off so of Amory. Um but this record is absolutely incredible. It's so tantalizingly terrific. And I can't stop listening to it. I still haven't stopped listening to it. It's still it's like literally it's right behind Jack Juicer, and I feel like such a loser for forgetting it. But I need to shout it out. It needs its own time in the sun. So here's that time. If you've ever liked Coheed, now's your chance to do it. I tweeted out what made me remember. I tweeted out Coheed um, was so far ahead of its time that the early 2000s weren't ready for them. And then Neil, Neilmon, replied to the tweet and said, dude, their, their new record's just as good. And I was like, yeah, no shit. And I was like, oh, my God, I forgot to say it. <laughs> so that's when I made the omission of a uh, whoopsie daisy and i'm gonna start it off with the best track i heard last year the best song of 2022 is the liars club uh, it's one of their two singles the other one being i believe comatose is um the other single they made a video for um but the liars club's the best song i heard in of all last year it's probably not particularly close i think the jackpot has more banger 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 this this record's absolutely incredible but if you want just an insane good catchy beautiful song the liars club coheed and cambria my mom loves it because <laughs> helena loves it That's so i funny. put it on in the car and it's super catchy so helena knows all the words already and she likes to dance and so when my mom comes over and my dad comes over she goes grandma and grandpa can i put on a new song for you and do my dance and so we put it on and I see my mom just bobbing her head to the song, too. And she was like, who sings this? Like, I like it a lot. I was like, Mom, if I told you that this band in 2002 used to turn off in the car, drive into the deli, I'm sure you wouldn't believe it. And so full circle. Yeah, it's, it has come full circle. So I cannot recommend enough. Vaxxus to A Window of the Waking Mind from Coheed and Cambria. Beautiful Losers, probably my second favorite song um, off the record. Um, Our Love is probably my third. Be- now, you know what? No, Rise is. Rise Nyanisha is unreal. Like the guitar is that is just incredibly melodic. It's beautiful. It's actually a beautiful guitar record in general. It's probably my third. Our Love is probably my fourth. That's a great love song. Beautiful lyrics. Super slow, super chill. Um, love it so much. And then Comatose is a really, really good single. I'm really glad that they put that one out there. And then Bad Man is fun because he's like, I'm a bad mama. Watch your mouth. And like, there's a ton of Michael Jackson references in this because even in the Liars Club, uh, he says, "Baby, are you okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah, well, great." Now I just know that they've infused this record with pop, and they did the king of pop. And then I watched the uh, the behind the scenes making of it. It's only like eight minutes on YouTube. They filmed, they recorded it all separately during quarantine. They weren't together, and oh, for wow. it to come and for it to come together and sound like this is you would never know they recorded it separately. And it's just, it's so incredible. Cannot recommend it enough. So that's the listening piece. Two more things I've watched and two more things I've played. Um, both of these things I watched, I tweeted about. So if you do follow me on Twitter at Greg Talks a lot, you've probably, this probably should not be a shock to you. But my wife and I have started and now finished, subsequently caught up with Barry uh, on HBO. Um, it's a really nice half hour palette cleanser it's the thing we watched before the last of us last couple weeks we actually finished it sunday night and i I just think that uh uh, i'll say this bill Hader 
is fantastic in the role of Barry Berkman. He's a contract killer who gets a job out in LA. And while he's out there doing the job, he falls in love with acting and he wants to become an actor. So it's that same dark comedy kind of um, style as the menu, no horror aspects to it, but like there's Chechnyans involved and there's this really funny character played by Anthony Carrigan, no ho Hank. And he's kind of the, the big true comedy relief. And then Steven root is in it as uh, Barry's kind of, uh, we'll call him manager. He gives him the hits to do. His name is Fugues. Um, Steven Root's the guy who in the office says he wants to burn the place down and wears his stapler. So you'll know him. Sarah Goldberg plays the love interest. Sally Reed. Harry, uh, Henry Winkler. Obviously, Arthur Fonzarelli plays Gene Cousineau. He's the acting teacher. So like just cast member after cast member. Knocks out of the park. I will say it's three seasons. Season four is about to start. Um, so like. I, I don't think it has a date. Yeah, it doesn't have a date yet. I would imagine somewhere in the April, May time frame because that's when season uh, two and three kind of kicked off. But um, here's the thing. Season one is impeccable television. It's, I agree. It's ins- that's the only one I saw. Fantastic. You saw all of season one? No. Yeah, all of season one. Yeah. Love season one, just having that time to go back. It's great. Season two is very good. There's one episode, episode five, I believe, that is like, what the hell did I just watch? It's probably the funniest episode of the entire series, but the one where it jumps the shark so much, ironically enough, jumping the shark came from Happy Days, which was also a Henry Winkler show, um, that it starts to go downhill after that. Pretty, pretty big. I'd actually say season two takes a while to get into, kicks ass in the middle and falters at the end. And season three has been an incredibly large disappointment. Um, the it, whole it's thing. crazy because Rotten Tomatoes has season one ninety eight, two one hundred, season three one hundred. It's insane, dude. I cannot believe wow. that. I know I'm in the minority of this, but Ashley and I agree. Like we looked at each e- other, like wow. Even Metacritic one eighty four, two eighty seven, three ninety four. And it's got it's. There's one wow. episode that's a standout episode. I'll give it that. But they take the. Without giving any spoilers away, they take away because I, I want to finish it. I, I won't. There will be zero spoilers. They take away the emphasis on what made the show great. I'll just say that there was a there's a couple things that make this show great, and they're no longer uh, a real key to the story. And they kind of shine light on other characters that I just don't have any investment into. And quite frankly, um, what's her face? I, I said it earlier. I can't think of her name. Just I just said it. Sally, who plays Sally? Uh, Sarah, Sarah Goldberg. Goldberg. Yeah, thank you. Sally Reed. She sucks. She's the worst. Damn. You don't root for her. She's a shit love interest. Their relationship blows. And so there's nothing to root for there. And I get it. Not every show needs that. And this show clearly not going for that. But I don't care about her arc at all. And when you focus on it for as much as they do, I'm just completely uh, turned off. So Barry very, very good. And I know I'm in the minority of not liking season three. So I, and I know so many of you out there will. So I'd recommend it for you to make your own opinion and please don't let mine, um, uh, shape you. I, I, I laughed one time all of season three. It's just, it really hasn't hit for me at all, but I am going to look forward to season four. I am going to watch it. We are in too deep, so I'll check that out. And if you haven't yet, at least season one, I'd recommend it highly Barry on HBO. Fantastic. Uh, first season. Secondly, bad show, bad writing, cringy ass dialogue, canceled after two seasons with no definitive end, yet I still loved it. The Wilds on Amazon Prime. Um, 
oddly enough, and I was trying to save it for this pod, but oddly enough, you and I just talked about this the other day randomly. Yep. yep. And like, I was kind of hoping not to do that, but then I was like, all right, if he's going to talk about cabbing or casting dot as Abby, I guess I'm going to take the bait per se. <laughs> it's about a group of girls that get stranded on an Island, but, uh, you know, their plane crashes and they get stranded on an island, but there's a lot more to it. And they get right into that in episode one. You learn there's a lot more to it at the very end. So they don't it's not like a season ending cliffhanger or whatever. Uh, and then it chronicles, you know, every episode follows one of the girls. It very, you know, it gives you their backstory, this, that and the third. Each one of them has, you know, their own story to tell. And and, you know, some could make the case that they'd actually rather be on the island and left for dead than back in civilization so it tells that story i really do like it season one end ended with a monster monster cliffhanger that i think was very divisive amongst the fan base i was not amongst the fan base i binged it in like three days both seasons um so i wasn't like in the pop culture reference a lot of people say hey if you like yellow jackets watch the wilds because it's got similar you know, girls get in a plane crash, get trapped. Da, da, da. They're nothing alike. Like, please stop making the comparison. Uh, but I was like, holy crap. I think I don't like where this is going to go. And then I ended up being okay with where it went uh, for season two. Definitely a divisive decision. I was okay with it. And I look at the ending of season two, not as, oh my God, they got canceled. But if you watch it as this is the definitive end, it kind of can still make sense. And so I would recommend it. I think it's only 16 episodes or maybe 18. I think season one had 10 and season two had eight. Um, season two just came out last year in 2022. So this was a show that came out in the middle of quarantine. I probably would have loved it a lot more if I watched it in the middle of 2020 when it came out and everything was to shit. So that's something I would recommend is the wilds. I've also based on a uh, AGDQ happening. I I've gotten back into speed running Mario. Hey, um, about time. Yeah, and so I, I on, on my Switch at night, I just turn on the uh, Super Mario All-Stars on my Switch online on for Super Nintendo, and I go through all four games, any percent. I used to do it in like 42 minutes. I can do it in like 55, so I'm not so far off now. I'm actually like 50. I think it was like 51, so I'm not too far off where I used to be, um, but it is on the Switch. There's a little tiny bit of input delay because it's a streamed game, but love that. And then Kaze and the Wild Masks I just bought on Switch. It's Crash Bandicoot meets Donkey Kong Country. So, like, if you like that, boy. And Majora's Mask, because it's the Wild Masks. And when you put on a mask, you get different powers. If you like those three things, and quite frankly, who doesn't and shouldn't, you'll really like this side-scrolling platformer, uh, action platformer. Um, I don't know where else it's available. Probably PC. I don't know if it's on any other consoles. But it was 35 bucks, and they had it on sale for 11 for a physical copy. I dove on it, dove on it, popped it into my switch, have not looked back. It's super, super fun. Kaze and the wild masks. So Coheed, Barry, the wilds, all stars and Kaze and the wild masks. And now on the trivia. Yeah, let's get the trivia. Uh, trivia 17.5 for me, 16.5 for you race to 11 win by two. I'm giving you the question first to see if we prolong this this thing for another month or two hit me uh i love my question for you i'm very proud of it here it is sam what and i'll give it to you it was on the nintendo 64 what was the first game to ever have rumble features i think we talked about this before but i don't remember 
Let me hear some names. I I need to hear it. Did it? I'm sorry. Was it? Not did it. Was it Star Fox 64? Was it Super Mario 64? Was it Pokemon Stadium? Or was it GoldenEye 007? Um, what was B? Super Mario 64. Let's go Super Mario. It was Star Fox 64. Fuck, I got, it was my gut instinct. Fuck, I it always came, go against my gut. It came packaged with the Rumble Pack. Uh, and that was the first game to have Rumble. Was Star Fox sixty four? Dude, that was my gut, dude. I swear, I was like, Star Fox to put. I was like, but Mario makes sense in all the games. That was, that was a great I game have. Well, Mario was a launch title, so it wasn't there yet. And then it came in with Star Fox, and I, st- I still have two N sixty four Rumble packs. I mean, wow. like, nice. It's it's exciting. Oh, I still got my Rumble packs, but I, I couldn't remember. But great question. My question. I wrote this two. Mo- I have two questions. I wrote them two months ago. I don't even remember writing them. Okay, let's go with this one. How many hours was the longest Mario Kart marathon according to the Guinness Book of World Records? Uh, like, you need me to get that exactly? <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a couple plus or minus. <laughs> How many? What are you going to do? Plus or minus three? Three? Okay. Plus or minus four? Oh, four? I'll take four. I'll take four. Weird, because I'm going to go with a number that's either zero or five, so I hope that it's... I hope that I'm right there. I'm going to say... Uh, it's longer than 24. It's got to be the longest like Mario Kart session. The longest hmm. Mario Kart marathon, according to the Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah, let's do uh, let's go with 40 hours. It is 40 on the button. You win trivia. Uh, no, you're not up by two. You're up by one and a half. No, get out of here. No, no, kid. That's it. No, no. It's it's it. That's over. I was, yeah. I was that was me kidding because you didn't ask for questions. Eighteen point five to sixteen point five. Thank Da-da-da. God, I don't like, have to think about questions again. Like in Mario Kart sixty four, we go to the podium and the gold cup falls on me. Except you can't skip the cutscene, so it takes five minutes to get your damn trophy. Cool, forty hours along according to the Guinness World Book of Records. Well deserved, my friend. I think you beat me three in a row. Let me see. Was it? I was like, I mean, that was a pure guess. I'm on Guinness's website right now. Wow. It was literally 40 hour. Like you said, on the button, it was right, 40 so hours, zero minutes, zero seconds. Yep. In Iowa button. city on November 3rd, 2008. He died. He died five minutes after streaming. <laughs> no, I have no idea. I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> the attempt took place at the university of Iowa stead families, children's hospital. Way to go, Dick. It took place at a children's hospital. You're putting a death curse on this guy. Uh, hospital patients and staff were invited to drive the fourth cart throughout the attempt. So they Damn. played three people and then rotated a fourth spot with children's hospital staff and patients. That's badass. Damn. That's God really, was. really cool. Really, really cool. Oh, it was Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Ew. Ew. Guys, get Mario Kart 64. It's a cartridge. It'll net well so it's Cardi Deluxe. Yeah, Cardi Deluxe is great, but I was when you think of Mario Kart, I kind of just go to 64, regardless of age group. So I was kind of hoping that that would be a thing. Okay, uh, it's time. We've been waiting years. I'm letting you start off with this. Now, again, people, time codes, descriptions, all that. If you're listening to this on literally any platform besides Apple, I have made it to where you can click the time code now. And it'll just take you to that part of the episode. So if you don't want to hear about The Last of Us or spoilers, because we're going to be spoiling everything. We're going to bring in stuff from the games and stuff. So like, 
Maybe if you've seen the first two episodes, but you haven't played the games and don't know what happens next, maybe you might not want to hear all this because we're going to be talking about future things that happen in the games and what we think could happen for the future of The Last of Us on HBO. So go ahead and click the time code. If you're on Apple, go ahead and look at the time codes and then just scrub. Um, I don't know who listens on Apple anymore. That's a it's a hell of a horrible experience, that app. It takes forever. But uh, here we are. Talking about The Last of Us on HBO, like I said, it's been years. We've been looking so forward to this. Spoilers ahead, Sam. What did you think of the first two episodes of HBO's The Last of Us? I think the video game live action adaptation, I think that curse is officially broken by Last of Us. I, I, I mean, the first two episodes were fantastic. Whether you played the games or not. I mean, I, I would say, guys, if you play the games, you're I think you're going to get so much more enjoyment. That's just me. Like I'm watching. I, I had full body tingles watching this. I mean, especially episode two, you know, hearing the clickers for the first time, you know, in the beginning, you know, being worried, you know, am, am I going to accept Pedro as Joel of, you know, like you know, just the whole different cast. Like it, it's, you know, I, I didn't know because just because the games are so beloved and, but I can honestly say Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey are fantastic. I, I truly, you, you, you could feel the love that they have for the role, the little details that, you know, with their flashlights on, on their, uh, you know, backpack, it's just little details. And, you know, I, as it's going, I have the game going in my head and like the half of my brain and the other half of the show going. It's like it's it's like it's so much. It's fun. It's exciting. It's a little bit scary. Um, I I I gotta say this is probably I think this has to be the best adaptation. I mean, it 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 blows Halo, Resident Evil, Blood Rain, Mad Max. What am I? Street Fighter. Detective Any, Pikachu. I mean, I mean, anything you you could think of. I mean, th- this game is on a whole other level. I mean, Last of Us was was made for HBO. It's thank God it's getting reviewed beautifully. It, the viewership showing up. Uh, it, it's only a matter of time before it gets signed for season two. The show is pushing game sales from the first one to the second one, which I'm sure is pushing Naughty Dog and Neil even harder now to trying to get that third game out i mean i i again i i'm just so excited this is one of the shows where i wish it was bingeable because th- this is the type of show where i might have called out of work like all right guys i need a day or two i gotta bang this out there's nine episodes you know especially you know next week is you know we love bill we get his story we hear it's one of the best episodes of of the first season it's, it's like 80 minutes i'm is is it Sunday night yet? I I, I can't wait. I I mean it's it's I'm loving it. I I'm so glad that they they nailed it. Thank thankfully Neil Druckmann has been involved. I I I really don't have a, a bad thing to say yet. There's there's some changes from the video game, which there there's has tons. to be. there has to be. I don't I don't want this like we said last time. We don't want the same adaptation. We can play the games, even though as I'm watching it, I want to play the games. You know I I I. Please, if you found a bad thing, please tell me. There will all I haven't. No, <laughs> I mean, like you could say, "Oh, I preferred the way they told this in the game versus the way they did," and I'm sure that 
you know, there's part of arguments that. Arguments for both. Yeah. There's arguments for both. Like I actually, I think I'm in the minority, but I think the way they handled Tess's scene in the Capitol building, I think I slightly preferred in the games, but like I also rewatched it and I was like, damn, maybe I missed the gravity of the moment. I, and I, I, I maybe do you know enjoy what it I, more. You know what I think what it was, why I think I'd still prefer the games with her? I feel like the show, hers was rushed a little bit just because you didn't get all you the You spend fun. more time with them in it's, the game. Yeah, you didn't get to fight with them as much. It's the show, they kind of skip past that part instead of, you know, the actually people. It's, you know, in fact, it's, it was a little bit different, but I, I still enjoyed it. But like you, yes, I, I still prefer the games version. Yeah. Yeah, but that's probably it. Like, I think the way they handled... um you know, the actual outbreak and that first night and all that stuff. I think I much prefer that. I think the way you get introduced to Ellie, I, I like more in the show. And so like, this is a show that it exceeded my expectations in every, almost every conceivable way. And my expectations, my hopes were so high that it's kiss might kill me. Yeah. So won't (laughs) you kill me? Uh, I, I, I didn't, I knew I was going to like it. I knew I was going to love it. I knew I would want some more of it, but I truly, truly think like it's, I finally have like, yo, it's Sunday night at nine again. I finally have those feelings. I haven't had that since yellow jackets season one where it's, Oh my God, it's Mm. Sunday night again. And, uh, I have 2023 has been a very difficult year for me personally. So far it's, it's already been basically the worst year of my life. And so, I have something to look forward to. And for 80 plus 130 minutes, just over two hours, I've forgotten about it. I've forgotten about real life for a couple hours so far this year. And that's because of the show. Um, 84 on Metacritic from the review roundup, 8.0 user score. Rotten Tomatoes has it at a 97 on the tomato meter with a 96 audience score. IMDB has it. Um, a 9.2 for episode one, a 9.4 for episode two. And like you said, episode three, we're going to get introduced to Bill, my favorite side character in the entire franchise, Dina right behind him um, and Abby right up there as well. But I think she's more of a main character. Um, an hour and 20 minutes. I'm, I'm looking so forward to seeing Bill and Frank's story. If you don't know Frank, uh, he is actually played by the actor who was the Australian corsairs in the first season of the white Lotus on HBO. So if you remember, I think his name was like Murray something, Murray Bauman, Murray Barlett. That's it. Yeah. So like, if you remember him, Oh, okay. I can kind of make that. Um, yeah. And, and the game, like you find like note that a note that he wrote bill and stuff like that. So, but the show is going to expand on it. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. And I, I just love bill as a character and I I'm excited to see like, how the city clears out and he's going to watch it happen and, and how he booby traps it all and what he turns it into. And obviously, he, you know, if you watch the trailer, you know, he's going to find Frank in a hole and feed him a carrot and tell him it's not Arby's. It's like, they give a little too much. Um, they even see like call Joel and we know why. And it's like, I prefer to keep a lot of that under wraps. I, I just want to see a bloater. Cause I know it's so in the games. I don't like, know if that's... they're going to do the high school. I mean, they've I skipped know. a lot, dude. They've I skipped, know. they skipped the, uh, the the two the the buildings that are 
one yep. is on its side. They go into those in the yep. game. They they skip that in the show. It's yep. more of just a visual effect. They have skipped a lot of that. The Robert thing handled completely differently yep. in the game versus the show. Shout out to the fucking. Oh, excuse me. I'm trying not to say F word on this podcast anymore. Uh, shout out to the line um, where Marlene says to, to the woman, you don't have an F and ear anymore. So shut the F up or whatever. That that was yeah. comedic genius. I loved that. Um, but let's kind of dive into the show itself a little bit. That first episode, man, I turned it on. I'm watching it. And then the first thing I see is Big Head from Silicon Valley and Batiatis from Spartacus. And, John uh, and the other. And, oh, my God. I even knew who the other guy was. The, the other weird talking scientist. I said it to you. He's blah, blah, blah from blah, blah, blah. I can't remember. Yeah, I forget what you said. <laughs> but I, I recognized him, too. And they it's this ABC camera. And it puts you back in like the 60s. I mean, I wasn't yeah. alive then. But um and it gives you the the heads up for the people that haven't played it. Hey, this is not a viral outbreak. This is not a virus. This is not a pandemic that can be airborne. This is fungi, as they say, but fungi, some people, because I am a fun guy. And uh, yeah, that's that's what this is going to be. They set it up very nicely for, for those. And then they give you the little hints over the first 20 minutes. What I love the most about this show is the first 20-ish minutes of the first episode and the entire first half of episode two aren't in the games. And like I've had that thing before where you give me Rogue One. I didn't like Rogue One because it put something where I had it in my imagination. This is way different. This is not a movie bridging two trilogies. This is giving us necessary backstory uh, in kind of smaller bits and chunks. It's not a full... 180. We now see how the pandemic uh, or the the outbreak started. We now see almost patient zero. We see patient like 14. We see, um, you know, Jakarta, which that's the origin of it. We see that it's based off a flower. And like whoever made that theory first on Reddit, because I saw it, congrats to you. You are a king or queen. Um, There's so much more. Sarah, her backstory, going to school, seeing that kid twitch a little bit in the classroom with like the, the, his little chain kind of reflecting off of her, seeing that woman transform and open her mouth yep, in yep. the background of that biscuits, buddy Garrity from Friday night lights. He's the guy, he's the old man in that Mr. Adler. So like they, I thought they would have gone Jimmy Cooper and have him b- break through the door and Joel shoot him, but they didn't. They went with an old lady because watching old ladies transform and then run really fast is creepy as shit. let's just call that what it is it was much more effective i think the most effective scene so far not from the game that they that was like an original scene for the show was clearly when she was reaching for the dvds and blurred in the background you saw her open her mouth and just start to turn that got me in the best way i at one of the it's so quick it's um when joel actually is helping Joey or ellie up and he helps her up and he literally recoils from touching her from her cut hmm. it happened so quick but it was i uh, i it was just such a quick moment but i i loved it that yeah. looked so stupid like that but it was one of my favorite moments yeah there was so much to shout out like uh they added the new scene of the boy who kind of walks into the qz and then they test him and then put him down it shows you that oh, fedra yeah. is oh. not good and but also yeah. like That's you know so- there are good people in it but it's not a good organization. There is no good guy in the last of us. I think that's something you have to wrap your head around. If you've never played the games or even if you have and just missed Very this, few. Joel is not the good guy. He's the protagonist. Ellie is the closest thing to the good guy 
But even in part two, she's not good. She's just the protagonist. So like, it's a world full of bad people that do what they can to survive. And when you wrap your head around it like that, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't last 20 minutes. I'd have been gone faster than Mrs. Adler. So I, like, it's, uh, it's gotta be tough. Like I know that, you know, having the show you want to separate, but I love that they're, they're having that balancing act where you're getting like shot by shot. Like, yep, this is directly from the game, you know, and it just, they're giving us a little bit and then that they're on their own. And so far I'm loving the pace and I'm loving the little bit of, what we know and then the little bit we do know and then they expand on it and i know that might not be for everyone but so far for me they're two for two back to your original point though about bill you said i'm so excited for the bloater here's why i don't know if it's going to happen we kind of went off and said we started talking about what's different between the show and the game but like you first meet a bloater in the high school a i don't know if they're going to go to the high school because they go to the high school in an effort to get a battery they already like they, that's a different thing in this game. They're not going for the guns and ammo. The battery was the reason Tommy yeah. had nothing to do with why they were going West to begin with. And now all of a sudden it's to go West to get him and also now bring Ellie. So like but, they, I mean, they did show the bloater. Just are you think they might save that for later? the way they the showed the bloater in the trailer, which was my, which was getting to my point was we saw a bloater in the trailer and it was at yeah. night and it was coming out of a sinkhole. That's not a gym. <laughs> that's not a high school. And the first time we see a bloater, I think that's the first time you see one because why would they make that look that way? I mean, like if you've already dispatched of one in the high school, then that shot of it coming out of that sinkhole would be less menacing and it, it kind of loses stakes. I, I, think I mean, I don't know. I, it'd still be menacing to me. We're, we're probably only going to see one bloater. And we also know based on of interviews and reviews of the entire season, which have already been out, that we don't get a ton of infected. Yeah, um, at least sucks. as much. I mean, here's the thing. Shout out to the whole. Uh, they, they've already cracked this nut. There was an interview that came out where Craig and by the way, way too many pre-release interviews and stuff like that, because everybody just misread it and overlooked it and overanalyzed it. And it's just they were all wrong. But Craig Mazin and, and Neil Druckmann said, don't expect a, cr- a great level of gore and violence based on the games. Like we're trying to tone it down a bit that. No, they ain't like <laughs> this show has plenty, plenty, plenty of it. Maybe not all the action or killing happens. Like a lot of it, the undead are already dead or already, t- you know, f- transformed and stuff like that. The clickers didn't kill. We don't see a clicker tear anybody apart. So like from that aspect, but we see a lot of, of mutated, disgusting people. We see a lot of death and dismemberment. We see a lot of skeletons. We see a lot of bullet holes. We see a lot of that. So. I was going to say, in the game, very stealthy, you shivs. The show, you use your gun, you aim at anything and fire. That's it. There has not been a single shiv in the game yet. We see Ellie's knife. We saw Joel had a knife that Sarah was interested in. That's it. And we haven't seen a single stab. We saw a wrench. We saw a wrench get knocked, knocked that granny upside ahead. But like, other than that, you know, we haven't seen too much violence, but the, but the, the, death and the despair and the despair that's all there so the tone has been nailed we're just not seeing the grotesqueness another moment that that i know pedro nailed was when episode two when we finally see you know the clicker he uses ammo it's dark he's reloading oh my god when the clicker walks up on oh my god it's it's when he's reload it brought me back to the panic of playing the game Clickers after you fire, fire, you're out of ammo. You need to reload of that panic of you running, finding the corner, leaning back. And like, I just felt like they nailed that. And it brought me right back to the game. 
And that scene, so I have that scene burned into my memory forever yep. of Joel hiding behind the glass. And when he's reloading his revolver, the shells fall out of the gun and they land in his hand and yep. they make the subtlest sound of metal on metal, the subtlest. And the camera is, it's two thirds him and one third the clicker. And on the left hand side of the screen with the clicker, you see his head the, or her yep. head, the clicker pop up. Right. But as that scene draws clearer and the tension builds, they actually zoom in on Joel and cut the clicker out. So you mm -hmm. don't know where it's at. And then all you hear is that very loud click. And you're like, oh, my God. And then, of course, when he turns the corner, it's staring you right in the face. And it's like, that's tension. Mm -hmm. That's the buildup, man. The sound effects, the clickers, everything is 10 out of 10. It's chef's kiss. It's everything you want and more. Has there been anything, though, like... Of these first two episodes where you just looked at Kelly or even at yourself and were like, nah. Yeah, I, I did say uh, once he was like, oh, I was like, <laughs> I said, oh, we're, we're going to see uh, Joe go find a piece of wood. And then it was they joke like they joking on like it's like way steep. You could just walk through it. And I was like, see, baby, the different us. This is where we're going on their water. We're finding a piece of wood. She can't swim. Oh, the pallet. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, so I, it's moments like that where you think they're going to go here, and then they, they throw a joke there, and it's, I don't know, I, 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 I've been enjoying it, man. I, I, I got to say, I'm, you know, Kelly's, again, Kelly only ever seen me play the the opening of the game. That was yeah. it. Yeah. And we both teared up again for the opening because it, it still hit, even though I knew it was coming, still hit, hit for her. And she's, I would say so far, she really enjoyed the first two episodes. Yeah, Ashley too. And Ashley, I told her about the games a couple of years ago when part two came out. I was telling her about this story and uh, probably when the show was like announced and I told her what happens in the beginning. So she knew she never saw it materialize, but she knew. So she's also McGovern. They, they don't have souls. So like she wasn't didn't get her, I don't think. But from an enjoyment overall from the show, she's loving it. She's looking forward to it just as much as I am. That's she's all, in. Dude, that's all you can hope for. My all friend. you can hope for. She's invested. She knows how much I'm loving it. So it kind of brings her some happiness. Cause again, like I said, it's been a pretty rough year personally for us. So like for her to like, see, Oh, he's, he's happy watching this. It makes her happy. And so that's, that's, that's love, man. When your wife wants to watch a horror show with you, that's love. Um, but the, I, I really haven't found anything that I've, like disliked so far was like, nah, that's not working. I think the only critique and I put that in air quotes is it, it feels rushed, but also slow at the same time. And I think it feels rushed because we've played the games and they skip over these long segments of, Hey, what about when they run through the pipes at night, when they're getting chased by the guards, that never happens. What about when they go through the two, the big buildings before the clickers that doesn't happen. So they kind of skip over that. The, the museum takes place at night in this show was during the day. Um, you know, they get to the federal building very, very quickly. So like, I, I kind of was like, to your point, I think Tess as great as it was and as great as just her arc is overall, and she'll be in episode three. You can see her cause it is a flashback, flashback from when yeah. they meet yeah. Bill. So should, you know, the actress and Tess, the character will still be in there. Although in a past timeline, um, that that's it. I'm like, man, I wish we could still spend more time, which is where you realize, okay, there's nine episodes, nine hours, 10 hours, probably. Um, 10 and a half, maybe because a lot of these episodes are over an hour of, you know, storytelling where the game was probably in the 15 to 17 range where I want them to slow down is winter. Winter is my favorite part of the game. I'm pretty sure it's a lot of people's um, just the whole David thing. And that one fight that you have with David when you're stuck in the in the factory and you have to run in and and then you have that giant infected fight where the bloater comes through the ceiling. So like I that's I cannot wait 
for the winter stuff. Um, I also don't want to see Joel fall off that thing and get stuck with that barb through his. his they, they're going to they're going to have they have to change that. There's no way that's going to be the same thing. I, I just that was any, like the one part of the game where I'm like, there's no way he survives this. There's zero chance that some antibiotics and zero stitching saved him. And and, and honestly, when when I go back, like I honestly feel like that's the only complaint because like when that happens, it's like this. this then he becomes Superman, like yeah, like super exactly. human. You know, right. like any wound like that, any human, you're dead. You're dead, and you're you not going to be rush hour three. She she pulls him off of that thing, and it's like, well, he's bleeding out now. And then he makes it all the way. And I think she does stitch him up, but like she's not a doctor, and there's plenty of internal bleeding there. It just didn't make sense for me. And then in part two, he dies. Oh, yeah, in two he, hours. he travels on a horse. Like, there's right. no way he dies three times. Yeah. And so, and like just to dispose of him so quickly in the second game. And it's just so, like, that's kind of where I'm like, okay, I, I kind of do hope they make a deviation there um, because I don't want that again because that would, I would have to really dis, uh, uh, disband my disbelief or suspend my disbelief again after i've had to do that part in the games because that's like my least favorite part of the games is that fall time so um you know we're getting there episode three is at bill we're gonna see a ton of bill and frank they were hinted at it in episode one obviously Tess says get to them where in the game it's get to tommy not bill and frank so they are making those things we never saw the uh jakarta scientist with the you know the not patient zero, but one of the first infected. We never saw that in the games. In the games, they tell you in a newspaper clipping that if you miss it, you don't ever see it, that it's for molded food, I believe. So like that's a little bit different as well. We don't see a lot of Sarah. You start the game right at 2 a.m. or whatever. Um, you know, she gives the watch, but like you basically start gameplay at the 2 a.m. section of yep. the of day one or day zero, whatever you want to call it. So like we see a lot in this show. That isn't a part of the games. And I appreciate that additional context because number one, it leads us diehard fans of the game and people have replayed these games multiple times. It leaves us with that little bit of suspense and a little bit of surprise. Like, Hey, something can still happen here that I've never seen before. And that's exciting while also maintaining the integrity of the show or the game. I'm sorry, to the point where when they do make those changes, I'm completely okay with them because they take their time. They care. They love it. And even listening to the podcasts and all that other stuff, you could tell Neil and Craig, this is their baby. Oh my God. They, They're uh, nerding out. They adore this project and HBO got that. They literally did not let them walk out of the room before an agreement was made for this show. The On first pitch, HBO said, let's make this show happen. Uh, and they signed the contract right there in the room first time. So you know this is a labor of love for them. Amazing, huge fan of the games. Maybe did a little too much talking in the pre-release, but like Neil, we obviously know. They had to hype know, it up. We know what we know about Neil. This is his story. He wrote it. So like good for them. Good for them for giving us the additional context of the cold open. I think we're going to get a cold open every episode that has nothing to do with the game. Because they did it in the first two episodes. It looks like we're going to do that in episode three. Because it looks like we're going to start with Bill's backstory. So like. If you want to give me five minutes of complete brand new stuff. Better call Saul cold open style. Before the credits. Every week. Something for me to look forward to right off the rip. Totally happy with that. And then weave in the game story. Just like I said with. What we got seven episodes left. Please. Don't rush through what you don't have to rush through. They're going to give episode eight is going to be the left behind DLC. 
We know yeah. that already. So like, we know that there's six episodes left because they left behind. Are they going to weave that in in current time? Or are they just going to give us the entire flashback episode? And this is Ellie and Riley's episode to shine storm Reed and Bella Ramsey. Um, you know, so I really hope they don't skip too much through the winter stuff. Um, the David stuff. I just, I love that whole chapter of the game. And I'm very excited to the point where I think Sam, and I'm probably wrong. I bet you they, because the, you know, this is only a matter of days until it gets renewed for season two. Hell, it's probably already renewed. It just hasn't been announced. Uh, they might end season one with a tease of like Abby or something, because we know how Joel kills her dad in the game. We find that out. And so like, he's going to have to do that. I, to me, st- wait as long as you can for Abby. If you can but, wait till season but, but, three. But hold on. But hold on. What if it's like the end credit scene of, se- of season one just to get you through? Because how are they going to end the show? Think about how the first game ends. It's a line of dialogue where Ellie's just like, yeah, I believe you. And then it just kind of ends. Are you really going to end season one of a show with a season two like that? I'm, that's all I need. I, I, I don't, I don't, as a game player, sure. As a game player, sure. But what if you're not? I think you might need a give me something to but hang then, on to for season player, two. I don't know. They're just gonna throw after you kill the guy. Well, real quick, here's a here's our daughter who you have no idea who she is if you haven't played the game. Ah, I think that's too rushed. You gotta wait for Abby. Yeah, I think you're right to the point where if you're not a game player, you're gonna look at this like, all right, who's this yoke chick? Like, I I get that part too. Like, who's who is this blonde? But if they kind of like. Hey, she runs into the hospital screaming dad or something. Nah, maybe not because that's a pretty big mystery that they that they actually did a really good job of hiding. I, I don't know how to end it, but I wouldn't be shocked if there's some tease in part two. Quite frankly, I'd be quite okay if it's Dina. I'd be quite okay if they just make it to Jackson and they get into that community in Jackson. So like, because that's what I really want to see in season two is that like Jesse and Dina and the patrols and all that stuff. There's so much story to tell part two probably could take two or three seasons. I mean, you could do a whole season on Ellie, then a whole season on Abby, and then a whole season of that third part of the game. And it's just, it's wild to think how much potential this show has. But when you think about the viewership, 4.7, I believe was the number million for the first episode. That's already up to over 18. And so a huge increase in just a week, a million viewers. Episode two, 5.6, I want to say 5.7 million viewers uh, live, which is a 22, I think, percent increase something along those lines. It was the biggest leap from episode one to episode two in viewership in HBO's history for a drama. You love, you love to hear it. Especially like, with a freaking video game. Uh, th- there's beautiful. just no, there's just no doubt in my mind that this has already been renewed or at least right now getting renewed. But for me, it needs to be renewed immediately because the longer it takes, the longer the writing has to get held off because we've seen it. A lot of shows now take a year and a half to come out because of the, writing process and all the things that have changed in the world, we might not get season two until 2025. It's like, no, 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 no. I'll wait till the end of 24, but I need this show next year. I cannot go too much longer, but this season, even just nine episodes took a long time to film 200 days. I think they were so this, this uh, show entered development hell in 2016. And then they got the rights and everything 2019 and then in 2018, they approached to do it. So you figure it still took almost five years. I don't know. With a I, pandemic I, thrown in. I mean, that that clearly. I, I don't if, if we're going to get it in 2024, it would be late. Yeah, late, 2024. late. So let's talk now quickly about the characters. 
Uh, and then we can we can say any final words we want to say on it. We we both have incredibly glowing praise. Very few, if any, negatives about it. I think it's just pristine television. But let's talk a little bit about Pedro. Let's talk a little bit about Bella Ramsey and any other characters that you want to talk about. How's the casting been for you? Do you see Joel? Do you see I, Ellie? Or do you see Pedro? And do you see Bella? I mean, I think we said everything. I mean, I mean, I like I said before, I thought in the beginning I was going to have trouble seeing Pedro just because I've seen Pedro in so many things now but I I gotta say I I believe him as Joel I I love his character it's it's a I would say it's definitely a a little different than Troy's but it's good I don't want the same exact thing I actually like some of the things like I told his little reaction of like when the take back of of Ellie of of his accent you know again in in the first episode I think he had his little Texas accent it slipped a little bit but um, I, I, I don't know. Bella, I, 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 I like I, I, I really do like her. I, I do. I think out of both of them, like if, if I could only pick who's my who do I like more? I'd probably like Pedro a little bit more than Bella. It could change, but that's because I, I, I truly like Pedro. But Bella for, for as Ellie, I think she's fantastic. I think the more we're going to see them too. Like they, they, they still don't even look at it. Like they're still, she's still cargo in his eyes. They didn't connect yet. So I'm really looking forward to when we see them go through those trials and tribulations, when you see them two working together, that's what I want to see. Um, other characters, uh, the actress who plays Sarah, I thought she was Nico, fine. She did Nico she, Parker. I think Nico she was an incredible. She, she, she was great. It. Yeah. You know, cause she, she had a really, you have to, like her and at first you only get her for like 15 minutes so you, you really got to like her right away um john Hanna again but i loved his addition he's always my boy gratitude uh marlene you know i, I think the, the only one to come back to play her original character from the game i think i think she's great it's, and i I'm, I'm looking forward to all the other characters i can't wait to see more of gabriel luna as tommy i like him as tommy we only got to see that little snippet of him I kudos to Anna uh, as a Torv as Tess. I, I thought she was badass. Even her ending, kind of you know the scene how they they with you know how the, the ugliest French kiss you ever want to get done, <laughs> and then to go out like that. I, I, again, it's just to get so hyped for episode three, the trailer. There's still so many characters yet that we we didn't see. Still got to see Riley. Got to see your girl Melanie Linsky. Again, yeah. it, episode Kansas three. City, the Kansas City Raiders, not Pittsburgh. I think yeah. they're going to switch that up a little bit. I wouldn't be shocked if the Henry Sam stuff takes place in Kansas City versus Pittsburgh because it's just it's a little bit further out west. Yeah. So I, I think they might go that route and we might not even see Pittsburgh at all. Uh, could be. Could be. We might just go right to Kansas it's, City. The hardest part is just every week is is just waiting. This is one of the shows for me that I, I want to binge. I just want to binge it once a week. It, it's It's painful. It's, it's it's going to be a long week. We know the Raiders aren't in Oakland anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Anna Torv, uh, she's made famous by Fringe. She was in 100 episodes of Fringe, like an incredibly popular five-season show. She was also, um, I didn't know this one, but she was also in Mindhunter, which is a canceled, I believe, Netflix series. I think it lasted two or three seasons, but in get incredibly highly rated. She was in 17 episodes of that. It's kind of been her claim to fame, but agree. Pedro has been fantastic. Bella has... Um, I don't think anything Bella Ramsey has done during the show made me go, oh, she's 
100% Ellie, but I also don't think she's done anything that said, Ooh, that's not Ellie. I think she's just been, it's like a referee in a sports uh, event. When you don't notice them, they've done their job very well. Um, they don't stick out like a sore thumb with bad calls and things like that. So like, that's kind of how I feel about Bella Ramsey so far. I think her episode with Riley is going to kick ass. I loved the left behind DLC sad. We never got DLC for part two, but that game was so long and so many endings. I don't think we need it. Um, I I am truly excited. I think she's going to grow into Ellie very quickly. Um, let's get past bill and Frank. They're characters I've been looking incredibly forward to. So, Looking forward to that, but I can see her by the time we get to the Left Behind DLC episode, just absolutely in love with her as a character. So she's been very good. Gabriel Luna, like you said, um, he's been great in the limited time we've seen him. Merle Dandridge, fantastic as Marlene. Anna Torv, she's just like, she crushed it um, in her role. And, and sad she's going to be gone, but um, we'll see her in at least one more episode via flashback. Jeffrey Pierce, so like, again, he played Tommy in the game. So he's in as that, like, uh, that, that, the guy who makes the communications. I, I can't think of what he is, but he's in the show. And we know Troy Baker's in the show as one of the David people. And we know that Ashley Johnson, who plays Ellie in the game, is in the show as Ellie's mother. So, like, there's a lot to love and look forward to from the original cast of the game. I love how they're weaving that together. Um, but you know me, I'm looking forward to, to Nick Offerman as Bill. I mean, like, it's the second this show was announced the i think one of the first things i said is just please nail bill please give us more backstory on bill and for us to not only be getting an 80 minute episode dedicated mostly we think to bill and frank but for people to laud it as this is the best episode of the series hands down is so incredibly exciting i cannot wait to dive in to episode three to your point is it sunday night yet let's just get to sunday night please i'm ready um, and then Nico Parker, I, I said it really quickly, but she played a perfect Sarah. She was a little bit sarcastic, so she had that little bit of Ellie in her, but also she wasn't the brave type like Ellie because when they wanted to pick up the family, she was very depressed. Like she was very distressed that they wouldn't stop and like their people. And she was very taken aback when Joel killed uh, Mrs. Adler. Like you killed her. Like she gave that softer side pre outbreak versus Ellie's kind of hardened was born into it understands the life cycle so like you get a little bit of that in both of these characters and I'm just in love man it's just it's already going to I I cannot envision a world where this isn't just if not the number one best show of the year it's just it's going to make so many lists and I'd imagine both of us um, it will be highly considered unless they drop the ball like a Dallas Cowboy Good luck um, for other shows of trying to beat this one. Good yeah, and, and and like we got, we're going to talk about two shows here now that like we both love and and enjoy. I love one of them more than you. You love the other more than me. But like we love these shows. They're both coming this year, and that's kind of taking a back seat because The Last of Us has yep. been so damn good. So anything else? Closing remarks on The Last of Us first two episodes, or where you see the uh, series going before we move on. Whether you've played the games or not, you don't need to go watch the show. Get HBO Max. Get the free week, free month. Wait, wait, I mean, shit. Wait till they all are out. Yeah, then binge. That's them. the play. The play is wait till it's over. Get the trial if you don't, and binge it at that point. Because I'm telling you, we were two in. We if we could, I'm sure me and Greg would have already binged the entire show. Oh, that's what you said earlier that I wanted to say, but I wanted to let you go. 
Um, you said that you would call out and like, this is a potential bin show. I, this is the perfect weekly release show for me. I look at it like yellow jackets. It was a show that in the days that I wasn't, and this is where we differ. I have a Reddit account and you don't, and you're a better man than me. Um, this is when you go onto Reddit and you theory craft with the other Redditors and you go and you watch all the YouTube recaps, the new rock stars, the, the heavy spoilers is overtaken. Everything is my favorite. Heavy spoilers is funny, but also I think the most accurate, I really don't see Ryan Airy, no disrespect as a real giant fan. And like, I, he sometimes makes some pretty wild claims for like, this is symbolism, but uh, it's a clock. Um, so like, I, I don't, Screen Crush hasn't really been my go-to for these new rock stars. I like Eric Voss. He's very good. Again, he gets a lot of things wrong. So I kind of, if you haven't seen it yet, watch the heavy spoilers uh, YouTube channel recaps. They're all like a half hour and they're super funny, super detailed. I love them. But like, that's why I love the weekly format is for stuff like this. It gives me time to watch the recaps. It lets every episode sink in. It allows for rewatchability and at the same time gives you something to theory craft and look forward to. So like, I think the binge model, uh, did you see the quote today from the Netflix CEO who said, we've never canceled uh, a bad show or an unpopular show? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought it was an unpopular show is what you said, right? Yeah. Unpopular show. Like yeah. our, what world are you paying attention? My brother warrior, none people love that show. American Vandal. That was like one of the number one shows on Netflix at the time of its cancellation. So, uh, hard disagree, but I think a lot of that mindset from his statement comes from the binge model because people binge it and forget about it. It dominates for a week or a month and then people lose interest. When you have a show that has the weekly release, The Last of Us is not going to lose relevance for seven more weeks and then some on top of that if it sticks to landing. So you're talking about two more months, two more months of mainstream pop culture oh. where you see ratings go up and up and up every episode. We might be at a point where by the time this and, and Greg, I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I'm just saying for selfish reasons. No, I, I get that. I get that. Yeah. I, this wasn't to you. It's this was cool. to the gen pop. Like this is to our listeners. If you prefer a binge model, this is a, this show is the reason why I don't. And like, we might get to a point where episode eight, nine and 10 grabs 10 million plus live viewers. Like what a world for a video game adaptation to draw those type of numbers. We're not Game talking about Sopranos. Numbers. Right. We're not talking about Dexter. We're talking about Game of Thrones numbers for a video game adaptation. What a world we live in that that's a reality. So for me, I love the weekly release. I'm, I'm falling off the binge model so much, the Netflix model, to the point where I wish I don't have Netflix anymore. Like I've said before, we keep it for the other shows that it has or else I'd have canceled it a long time ago. Give me the weekly release. Get yourself a Reddit account. Hop on there with us. Theory craft. Same for Yellow Jackets. It's super fun. That's the last thing I have to say about The Last of Us. Anything for you? Make sure you watch it. Yeah, for sure. All right. Let's dive into some other TV. I watched this trailer exactly one time as well. Um, it's It was fine for me. Somebody got thrown out of a, a cave and he looked like a cool little monster guy. I, I don't know nothing about it, but I'm sure you looked forward to it and watched it. What did you think of the Mandalorian season three debut trailer? I mean, I only watched the trailer once. I, I basically oh, you forgot. Need to. It's really, I mean, all, all you need to know, only people, again, if you, if you watch season two finale and then you watch the trailer, it goes, oh, Grogu's back. Well, you have to watch an episode of Boba to, to understand why. 
to understand. Okay, it, so that now, thank you for filling that dot in because yeah, that was my question. Was I thought the end of season two X Y and Z happened? That, so I, there I, you that, go. Like, to me, that's the I think that's what my number one thing I saw on Twitter. See people bitch about it. It's like, well, I get it. I I totally get it. If you didn't watch it, you have no clue what's. I get it. But the the cool thing, Pedro's back. Yes, Groku. Juan Carlos Esposito is back as Moff Gideon. Carl Weathers is going to be back. We're going to get more Bogotan. The armor is back. Um, Christopher Lloyd's actually going to be in the show. I forgot so, about that. That's cool. So I'm interested. March 1st. Yep. March 1st, the first yeah. episode written by John Favreau. There's going to be two week. weeks overlap with that yep. for that and the last of us. Pedro's about to become the number one most talked about human being on earth. Pedro's basically going to have the first half of 2023. Yeah. That's, that's the, the year of the Pedro. Uh, so, I mean, kudos. I mean, I, I'm watching it. Mandalorian. It was like, to me is the best thing Star Wars has ever done. So I'll be there March 1st watching. Also a note, I, I meant to say this during our last of us coverage, but I forgot they have so much confidence in this show. They're actually airing an episode on Super Bowl Sunday. They're not skipping that week. Good. I mean, so they, like, you know, that's going to suck if the Eagles do make it. And even if they don't, I mean, I'm going to watch the Super Bowl, but like, so it's going to suck. Then I'm going to have to miss at least one episode live as it happens. But yeah. that's, that's confidence to say, we're still going to draw four or five million. Watch it in the morning. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's what's going to be. I, I'm going to watch it late at night. I mean, I, I do not want to sleep yeah. before I watch that show. And also to note, it already says a fourth season is in development for The Mandalorian. Yeah, and that show's going to last as long as they want it to. It's Disney Plus's anchor um, in terms of live action shows. I could, I, think, see, I could see it going five seasons and be done. I think Andor had such a great reputation that that's that those are kind of like the Star Wars um, you top know, tier. Top, top yeah, tier. that's top tier Star Wars. That's going to be the money makers. You know, you have the stuff like the Bad Batch and you're going to get that skeleton crew show or whatever. Like, fine. The movies have just taken forever to get back into the, the swing of things. So we're going to be held over by this. I think people enjoy The Mandalorian. Um, you know, I think Obi-Wan and Boba Fett probably missed the mark overall. Maybe pieces yeah. hit, but I think overall you could probably consider those two shows more of a miss. So to have coming off the heels of Andor to have the Mandalorian come back after taking 2022 off, it didn't come out last year. Season two was 21. Um, was it even 20 or was it 21? No, it was For what? 21. It was 21. So like, it's been a while since this show has been out. So I, I think that yes, it will 100% the second that show drops, everyone's going to be posting their Mandalorian and Ellie cosplay. She's going to be Grogu, and he'll like. Of course, they're going to do those weird things that that you're going to see all over Twitter. I'm sure we'll repost one of them on our story as shows what it's going to happen. But uh, yeah, looking forward to it because I did watch season two. I'm pretty vocal. Season two was not to me as uh, yeah. even close to as good as season one. So it'll definitely be a show I watch. I, I got to tell you, man. My mind right now is literally only on The Last of Us, and then get me get me to March twenty fourth with Resident Evil Four remake and the Yellow Jacket season two on the same day. Like so, just get me there, and I'll be fine. So The Last of Us, fantastic. Uh, Mandalorian, looking forward to it. But Yellow Jackets just talked about it. season two got its trailer. Um, did you watch that trailer by chance? I, I did, but it was another one. Like I remember watching it, and I was like, okay, it looks okay. Again, I I, I didn't love this show. I wasn't on the level right. of. Right. I just thought it was very slow. I I just hope season two picks up a little bit, which it it, it fucking has I mean, to, in my opinion. It looks There's like no it's way. going to. They can't Holy do the shit. same fucking thing they did for the first season. If they do, I'm out. 
But well, I, we I'm we disagree. Watch. We disagree on the pace of the show. Yeah, uh, I, I know Mike Cassini also disagreed. He he thought it was ten out of ten on the edge of his seat the whole time, and you know I, I think that's just down to taste at that point, which is totally fine. But I think given what we saw in the season two trailer, I think you know as Jr. would say, business is about to pick up uh, because I we're. I, I don't know because you, you. I don't know. I I, I I'm. I want to be very keep it very. I'd rather go in very low and then be blown away. I I don't disagree, and I I'm glad that you feel that way. I'm I'm glad that you are still going to stick around and give it that shot. But like in the trailer, you see a ton of winter, you see a ton of imagery, you see a ton of like we got that all first season. <laughs> not you didn't get any winter. more than that for me, brother. You didn't get any winter. You got winter in the last scene of okay. of episode ten. It's the only time you got winter, and winter is when. Bad things happen. So like in, in the first episode where they do the pit girl scene, that's winter. So, you know, bad things happen in the winter and they're only out there for two winters. So it's, it's gotta be this one. I mean, I don't think they're going to hold off much longer. I think obviously it's going to be, you know, a lot of those things are in there on purpose to get to, to throw you off a little bit and they're going to hold off on it as long as they can. Da, da, da. But again, I love the world. I love the characters. I love the story it's telling. Uh, I think the adult stuff is going to be fine. Uh, Adult Lottie is going to be there. She's she's tripping balls with Natalie, trying to like do some intervention stuff. I think, personally, Shauna, as we know, she's pregnant. I think she's going to give birth to the baby. I think Lottie is going to take the baby with her. I think this. I think the group of girls is splitting this season. Basically, that's my theory that the group of girls are going to split into two factions. You're going to have one led by Lottie and one led by. I don't think it'll be Shauna, but it, it might be. It could be Nat could be the leader. Who knows where that's going to go? Maybe it's Coach Ben. Maybe it's Misty. I don't know. But they're going to split. Lottie's is going to go more to that religious cult kind of way. Uh, and they're going to steal the baby. And they're going to raise that baby. And I think that the cult members that abducted Natalie at the end of season one, that baby is now 25 years old and in that cult. And it's a part of Lottie's cult. I think adult Sean is going to see that baby. And he's going to say, like, hi, mom, or something dumb. And I'm going to be like, oh, I'm shocked, but I'm not. It's like I'm on record that that's my big season two twist in theory, although it's kind of the writing on the wall. Um, just if you haven't watched it yet, um, people, you know, I think everybody except for you that I've really said, like, you have to watch the show and jump in has loved it. I think it's cool that you've liked it. I think if you do give season two a chance, which sounds like you're going to, um, I'm psyched on that. It's really exciting for me. I mean, it's been my favorite show that and for all mankind have just been my two favorite shows going now, uh, especially that better call Saul's over. So um, now you can throw the last of us in there, but um, this is just something I'm incredibly looking forward to. Do not watch this trailer though. Do not watch it. If you have not seen season one, you will do yourself a disservice. Go into season one blind. Check that out. It's only 10 episodes. It's on showtime season two, March 24th. I thought it was a very effective trailer. Looking very forward to it. Moving on. Netflix has officially renewed Wednesday for season two and Cobra Kai for season six. Although season six for Cobra Kai will be its final season. I mean, Wednesday, no brainer. It broke every goddamn record. I think Netflix had um, So again, no shocker there. And Cobra Kai again, I feel like they had six seasons. I think, that was probably maybe one or two too many, but again, it's they were setting up a, a lot of things were going on during the last two seasons. Be real for Cobra Kai, but I'm, yeah, I'm glad to see that they real. get to kind of finish off it at least on their own terms, you know, rather than like the way they set up to get cut. Now it's like, 
well, everything you kind of watched kind of built up to this and to end it here, I, I would feel a little bit cheated that I wasted like 50 episodes. I don't even get to see a conclusion. So kudos to Netflix for letting them, you know, see their full vision. Yeah. And you would watch Wednesday. You were, you said it was pretty good. Yeah, um, it was good. I, I would, I would recommend Wednesday. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm, I still haven't do- dove into that show. I think it's, I'll get there eventually when I'm kind of done my backlog. I think the leftovers is going to be the thing for me. That's next on my list. Um, probably like the only thing i can really think of right now i tried the show reservation dogs on hulu from taika watiti and like it's raved about it but i couldn't get past the pilot so i am looking for a show right now um so maybe wednesday if the leftovers doesn't hit but yeah i don't know (laughs) i love the adams family i just i just don't know if i want to get there yeah i don't know you know me i uh, I'm we. I have tastes all over the map. It's, I don't like zone in on one thing. I like I'm eclectic. I like a lot of different things, and I don't know if Wednesday would be one of them. But to your point, great to see Cobra Kai ending on its own terms. It's going to be its biggest season ever. Of course, it's in the marketing material because they wouldn't say, "Hey, it's going to be a really small season. We're going to slow it down." No, Stranger Things Five said that. Hey, we're going back to Hawkins and what makes it great. But like, cool because you needed to because Stranger yeah. Things Four wasn't very good. Um, yeah, I said it again. I'll say it a million more times. I don't care. 50 cent and Eminem are reportedly making an eight mile TV series. Only 20 years too late. Let's yeah. go. And I was going to say, I was like, I never wanted it. I don't know. I thought we got the movie. I thought we were done. I'm good. Yo, is, is eight mile a guilty pleasure of mine? Yes, it is. So like yeah. that's, you know, I think going to a monthly format is cool because we can talk about the stuff we really want to talk about and just kind of leave the other stuff in the back burner. But I left this in because, yeah, I love Eight Mile. Like Loki, I, I do like the movie, but series, I, I don't know. No, the series, I'm not going to be watching. Uh, this is very much like a. It's way past its prime, but you can, I can totally see a world depending on the network that picks it up. I can totally see a world where people lose their shit. And like this becomes a hit because Eminem is not the cultural face, the you know the the face that he was for the last twenty years. He's kind of, but everybody still loves him and he still gets billions of downloads a month on Spotify and stuff. But like he's not the face of hip hop anymore. And and Fifty Cent hasn't been in a decade. So for them to kind of make their relevance back, if they get that almost HBO esque treatment where they can make the show they want to make where they can make it as raunchy as they need to with the language that they need to and not be held back by any network or budget. I think it could be a big hit. You know me, if it's got flow, I'm in. If you give me a great rap track, I'm in. I watch Dave to hear him rap and to see how Allie and him work out because that's it. The Allie song is one of the best songs I've heard. I love that. And it's only like 30 seconds long. Um, hoot, hoot. Uh, I'm, I love it. And that weird episode where he was bald, I was freaked out the whole fucking episode. And I just wanted to hear him rap again. So give me something like that. A Dave-esque almost. I'm, I'd be super interested there. All right. What is next on the old rundown? Oh, thank goodness. Some good news. Uh, AMC has reportedly canceled Fear the Walking Dead after eight seasons. My goodness. I thought the show just started. It's eight years old. I, I, I can't believe that it. It made it this long, so it'll have a total length of 107 episodes. That's insane, dude. That's baffling. insane. And it, um, looking at the ratings, this shit should have been canceled after season four. 
it just went down. Like, I, I don't even, I mean, at that point, they're like, we're pot committed. We'll just keep throwing seasons. They, the whole seventh season, the only time it averaged a million viewers was the pilot of season seven. Everything else was under a million viewers. That's how bad we're talking. How many episodes did you say it had? 107? Yeah, so 100, 101 episodes have aired right now. There's mm-hmm. the final six episodes starting in May. Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul combine for 125. That's And this has 107, which is... And those two point. shows that run laps around this show is not even a close race. So you want to talk about milking the cow dry. Shame That's on what you, AMC is. But they're all on the same network. And we know Bob Odenkirk forgot to add this to the rundown. That new Bob Odenkirk show got like a small teaser. Was it called something Henry? Something like that. Was it Lucky Henry or something? I have it right here because I put it on my list to watch. Uh, Lucky Hank. Oh, it was close. March 19th, AMC. So if you're looking for that scratch the itch of the Better Call Saul Breaking Bad, this is not that show. It is not that universe. But it is Bob Odenkirk and it is AMC. Lucky Hank coming in March. Um, but. Yeah, like that just shows how much. And I think there's another Walking Dead spinoff that's coming out this year or maybe just recently started airing. It's like an anthology series, something like that. So like they have milked this cow so dry that I'm starting to drink almond milk. I I just don't I want nothing to do with the Walking Dead. No offense. Yeah. Good riddance. I think it's, you know, time to time to hit the old dusty trail, as the uh, as the uh, kids never said. Uh, speaking of Dave, Dave season three premieres April 5th. The bear season two will drop in early summer. That'll have 10 episodes and Shorzy, the letter can spinoff, uh, is getting a second season. So all really good things there in the world of TV, anything on Dave, the bear season two or Shorzy still got to see season two at Dave love season one, the bear season one. Fantastic. Cannot wait to watch season two and don't give a shit about Jersey. So you, when I said the whole naked thing and the whole alley song with the hoot hoot, that, that actually missed you then. That wasn't, yeah, it did. Uh, wait, it, wasn't it in the first uh, season? No, that was season two. I thought you, no, this, the alley song he writes for alley. This the song you're thinking of is when he makes her sing into the microphone, which is, yeah, amazing. that's, that's, that's I, but I, I, dude, I forget season one. Oh man. I'd go back and watch it. It's like 20 minute episodes. It's great. Uh, season two, Weird, very weird. There's one episode that's very, very fucking weird. Uh, part of my F words. I'm telling you, I'm trying to get better. Um, but Shorzy was almost as good, if not better, than Letterkenny in some aspects because it follows a plot line, which is great. And they just put out a promotional poster. You can see that in our Instagram story right now. If you are listening to the show uh, in the first day of release, last story in TV biker mice from Mars are making a comeback. I thought you were just as into the show as I was as a kid. So when I sent that to you, I was expecting like, let's go nerd out for a while. But you were like, I'm glad, glad for you, but I'm not on that level. It's like, whoa, besides street sharks, this was my favorite animated show as a kid. I, we can't count TMNT. I mean, that's the goat, right? But like, other than that, the TMNT spinoff types, it was this, it was Street Sharks, and it was the Mighty Ducks. That was it for me. I mean, they're just so far. I don't know. I just I watched a lot of animated stuff. This was nowhere near right. in my. I didn't watch X Men. I didn't watch Spider Man. I didn't watch Batman the animated series. So like you covered a lot of that. So you had you had three mice. I had I had hey 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 they ride bikes. They're from Mars. Are you kidding me? This was a 1993 show. It had 65 episodes. It rates a 7 out of 10 on IMDb because guess what? It holds up. 
uh, we all know Rob Thompson or Rob Thompson, the Phillies manager, Robert Paulson. Uh, he's throttle. He's one of the biker mice from Mars. And yeah, there's three of them. Uh, when you look at it, it's funny. Um, shows you might also like street sharks, captain planet, mighty ducks, Johnny quest, gargoyles, another show you were super into. Uh, I think I should probably get into that show. I've heard incredible, incredible things, but yeah. Um, uh, if you're not aware, three alien mice, they ride motorcycles and they're forced to leave their home to uh, to go with the uh, the old uh, Plutarchians or some crap. I can't remember, but uh, it's this typical 90s cheese. But it's coming back. Uh, the rights to the series have been purchased um, and there are plans of making new toys and a new TV series. I- I'd imagine the TV series might never see the light of day and the toys, <laughs> the toys, anytime they do a, a run of new toys. And they try to go retro. TMNT did it okay with that run of of old school sh- things, but like action figures, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a collector of toys or action figures, so it's not something that necessarily appeals to me. So the part of this comeback that I'm excited for might never see the light of day. And one would imagine it'll be a streamer, not network television. So that'll probably be a bummer. Um, you know, Animaniacs came back and like nobody cares. And the, and the reboot was actually pretty decent. But like nobody ever talks about it because it was lost on Hulu, and like that's kind of what I'm afraid is going to happen here. It's just like that's probably exactly what's going to happen. It's going to get lost. It'll come out once, it'll be hot for three days and gone. Yeah, that's that's you know such is the world where everything goes to a streamer and there's a new show every week. Just such is the world. All right, let's move on to movies. Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania got a trailer. Jonathan Major said that he didn't even like the first two Ant-Man movies, but here we are. He's Kang the Conqueror. Didn't like him in Loki. Not going to like him in this. Don't care about the movie. What about you? I didn't even hear him say that he didn't like the first two Ant-Man movies. Yeah, I think it was probably taken a little out of context, but there was, you know how like places take the quote, the hot quote out of the interview and then put it all over their social media. That was the hot quote. It's basically said like, I thought they were slow. I didn't really like them, but this one's great. That's the gist of what he said. Well, but, regardless, uh, this is like I I am not excited. I'm going into this like I was Black Widow. Yeah, it's, I it's I, I don't give it. He he sucked to me, Loki. He, I don't know. They're gonna have to do a lot for me for me to like this movie. But I'm gonna see it. I see every movie. It's just but, like how do you come off of Thanos into Kang? Like there's just I, even visually, th- there's no comparison. He's just a guy. I get it. He could transform, but like, how do you, you do that? Go back I was hoping time, they go, whatever. Like, I don't go, know. I was hoping they would go up to like Galactus and like really just bring it home and just like end this fucking. Oh, excuse me, it's three. Damn it, <laughs> just end the MCU. But clearly, they're going to milk this thing for all it's worth, Walking Dead style. And I just have no interest in Kang being the overall. Or, I mean, uh, uh, probably by next pod. This comes out February seventeenth, so I may say it for next pod. So uh, we'll see if it was actually good or not. Good call out. Yeah. I mean, it's what one, two, three, four Fridays from now. Uh, as I look through the calendar, I mean, late Feb, we got Ash Wednesday. We got a little president's day action. We got some V day going down, but yeah, I'd imagine sometime around that. Yeah. I, the week we're probably would do it would probably be the 20th through the 24th. So yeah, there's a shot. My goal is to make it the week that the Nintendo direct happens. But if not, if it's like early February when the direct happens, just do a bonus episode of, of my thoughts or our thoughts yeah, on the direct, uh, if you can yeah, make it. No problem. So yeah, I would probably think that the next main episode we do, Sam will have seen Ant-Man and I will have not because I'm just not going to the movies anymore unless it's a movie. I really yeah. want to see. Cause guess what? Everybody Wakanda forever. 
comes out on Disney Plus February 1st. And guess what? Me not going to see it in theater, I didn't miss shit because I still don't have this. I, I It's not spoiled for me. I don't know what happened. And guess what? I got to wait seven days and then I can watch it for free in yeah, I mean, my basement. So I know, I know they were hoping for the movie to make over a billion. So I feel like it's coming pretty quick to Disney Plus. So it made it, like because eight, the MCU is played out, dude. Eight, People are tired. Nine. It made eight hundred thirty-nine million. People are tired of it. The first one did over a billion, and this one should have cleared that easily. But people are tired. Even, and I, I say this in all due respect with re- with reverence. Even Chadwick Boseman's death was not enough to propel that movie over a billion. And if that wasn't what is Ant Man, I think that Ant Man by April first is on Disney Plus. Uh, it's like. Maybe April 10th, maybe like happy birthday to you. April 11th, you wake up. There you and go. A present from this. It is, it's, on, it's on, but like it's going to be quick. What was Ant or what was Wakanda Forever? November? I, or December. It was one so, of them. So there you go. Two, three months max. So now you're looking at April, May. Like I, I'll wait. I'll wait and I'll be fine. And I'll watch it on the background of editing our May episode because that's where I'm at with the MCU. <laughs> Easy. I just don't care. I just That's don't. Great. I'm so over superheroes and that I'm not going to be playing Suicide Squad. Didn't care about Gotham Knights. The last thing I watched was Black Adam. That's do a nice. superhero. And nice. I just I just don't care anymore, man. It's nice to be freed of the shackles of the MCU. I don't, I don't care anymore. I don't watch wrestling anymore. Either. I don't care. I don't care anymore about these things. So I'm just past that part of my life. Now, let me take it over in gaming before I hand it back off to you. We'll start it off with the AGDQ 2023 recap. I feel like it's been forever since I talked. So let me talk. Uh, the AGDQ 2023 recap, $2.6 million raised for the Prevent Cancer Foundation. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. I love that. I love that speedrunning is, is still very culturally relevant. I love that it's still super popular. And uh, I had a lot of fun with this one. Um, I, I, I still... I can't wait till it gets back to in person. There's just yeah. nothing like seeing the room full of people freak out at a cool moment. Um, especially when half the runners aren't on camera. So that's we, we need, cool. we need you and Mr. Santos to get there live on the scene. It's always <laughs> great getting texts from our boy Pino. Oh, game's going to be up next and what he's looking forward to seeing. Yeah. That's always great to see. I had a little bit more time this marathon, so I got to catch more of this GDQ than I have for about the three years past, so like six or seven straight marathons. I probably watched more of this, but like I still didn't watch a ton. I've been catching up on the YouTube VODs. They, man, have they been putting them out so fast. So shout out to the GDQ social team. They've been getting out runs like same day or or at max next day on YouTube. So if like I miss one, fear not. I think a lot of people have that because it. I don't think it went over 100,000 people watching concurrently, maybe towards the end, but like, I was seeing like 60, 75, 80,000 peak viewers on Twitch. And it usually was like, that was the, the norm was that much. And so I think that's because they've gotten so good at posting the VODs so fast that people are like, whatever, if I can't catch it on Twitch with all these ads and all that crap, I'll just, I'll just watch it on YouTube a day later. And so I missed like, I missed the Pokemon runs. I I caught a lot of the other cool stuff, but I missed the Pokemon runs. I legends Arceus was run. It was the second to last game. It was one of the finale games. And I just didn't care for the speed run. Um, too many cutscenes. Uh, the, the gameplay, the speed run gameplay was fantastic, but like a three hour run. I, I don't know. I think I might prefer just mainline Pokemon speed runs as opposed to the side thing. 
Legends is still a great game. Probably my, still my favorite of last year. But good marathon overall, really good. My favorite run of the week, and this is what really got me back into playing Super Mario Brothers All-Stars again, was Sky Bills, a really long-time, super popular Mario runner. She did um, the Super Mario All-Stars game, all five games, so Super Mario Brothers 1, 2, 3, Super Mario World, and Super Mario The Lost Levels. They're all on the All-Stars collection. She did all five of those, but in the shuffler. And if you ask yourself, what the hell's the shuffler mean? She beat all five games, but every 30 to 60 seconds, randomly, the game would shuffle to a different game. And it would stop her exactly at her progress in that game and then go randomly to one of the others. So she's constantly every 30 seconds. It's like watching the NFL red zone. She's constantly on her toes having to play all five games basically at once. And like, it sounds terrible. It was, (laughs) Oh my God, dude, it was anxiety inducing brother. And like to watch her just go along in SMB one and she jumps. And then as she's jumping over the pit, it switches to SMB three. And she's like, no, because you know, when it randomly shuffles back to one, she's going right down that pit. And like, there's no warning of when it's going to shuffle. There's no like buffer. It literally just goes game to game, to game, to game, to game every 30 to 60 seconds. And it made for a wild ride. My favorite run. She did it in an hour and 40 minutes. Like that's still impressive. And that, that without being shuffled, that would take me like probably close to an hour to do. Um, without the shuffle and she was doing that with a shuffler on she beat all five games and like so shout out to sky bills that was my probably my favorite run of the week they had like the awful games were really funny this year there was like i die if i don't eat sushi this guy running around going i die if i don't eat sushi like screaming it and like you have to just pick up big sushi pieces or he dies steven seagal had a game that was in prototype that they speed ran just a lot of fun a lot of cool stuff the marathon ended with Super Mario Brothers 3 with Mitch Flower Power. So that was a great way to end it. There was a great first day with like Bioshock and Mirror's Edge and Devil May Cry and Crash Bandicoot. So like Splatoon 3. So a lot of cool stuff. Pokemon Yellow got run. Been a while since a Gen 1 Pokemon game was run. So super cool to see. $2.6 million raised for charity. Glad to be a part of that community. Still love speedrunning excited for summer games done quick which is in may of this year usually it's in july or late june they're doing may so the next gdq is right around the corner you'd love to hear it the next big patch for pokemon scarlet violet is coming in late february yeah man um we know this to be true because they literally said uh uh be aware that the next performance update is coming in late february and there will be additional functionality hmm what's in late february oh yeah february 27th is pokemon day and every year they do a pokemon presents on february 27th hell last year scarlet and violet was announced so when you say late february i wonder what day they mean yes so february 27th be ready for it the dlc is going to get announced and the big patches at least it's probably going to drop that day but if not probably a day or two later. It is a Monday, so it is during the week. They can patch it that day. So yeah, I would expect um, some pretty good performance improvements, but I still think that's it's not going to fix everything that we wanted to fix. But give me that DLC uh, announcement. I've taken, a, I've put it a little bit on the back burner here. I've, 
I've played it maybe for an hour combined over the last week. Um, I mean, I'm over 200 hours. I'm like 210 hours. I have like over 150 shinies. I've done you everything do for I a want. break. I want, I've done everything I wanted to do. I have almost every shiny that I want already. Um, now I'm just going for every shiny in the game, you know, and give me the DLC because they'll add some new Pokemon. Give me Starmie and Star You, please. Their shinies are so cool. But, uh, you know, I, th- I think where I'm at is we're going to get the Greninja raids this weekend. I'll dive into that so I can get a Greninja and then breed it for, for the other two, Froakie and Frogadier. But I'm, I'm really just kind of taking a little bit of a break from Scarlet and Violet. So that way, when the DLC comes around and probably June or July, I'd imagine wave one, I'll be ready to dive back in and, and excited again because Legend of Zelda comes out in May. That's going to take up a lot of my time. Next up, we have 2022's. MPD. Yeah. And as I went through my phone to get the picture, I realized I deleted it. So let me just pull up Matt Piscatella's. Now, this was for the best, what, the top 10 selling games of all of 2022? Yeah, they have that. And they also have um, uh, December. So let me pull that up. Matt Piscatella is basically uh, in charge of, he's not, I don't know if he works for NPD. He is. He is the executive director and video game industry analyst at the NPD group. So um, anybody to trust it's him here it goes all right december npd december 2022 top video games 20 gotham knights so that's a pretty far fall uh, for being only two months in 19 splatoon 3 18 animal crossing new horizon 17 the callisto protocol wow that undersold 16 nintendo switch sports number 15 super smash brothers ultimate number 14 minecraft number 13 Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Number 12, Just Dance 2023. Number 11, NBA 2K23. Number 10, Final Fantasy VII Reunion Crisis Core. Um, Number 9, Mario Kart 8. (laughs) Jesus. Jesus. Uh, Number 8, Need for Speed Unbound. Number 7, Elden Ring. Number 6, Sonic Frontiers. Number 5, FIFA 23, number four, Madden NFL 23, number three, God of War, number two, Pokemon Scarlet Violet, number one, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. So that's December. That's in terms of dollar sales, which is shocking because Ragnarok costs $10 more than Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, but there are two games there too. So not so good point. Good point. 2022, the top selling games of dollar sales. Two caveats here. The same caveats that were in December. If you're new to the NPD, NPD does not track digital sales for Nintendo games, which is super weird, but they don't. So any game that's Nintendo would probably be higher on this list if they counted digital. These only count physical, which is even crazier that Scarlet Violet was number two uh, in December. It launched mid-November. That's crazy. But also dollar sales. Remember, PlayStation, Xbox, $70. Well, I think just PlayStation, Xbox is getting there very soon. They made that announcement. Nintendo still 60 So these are dollar sales. Uh, for all of 2022, number 20, Super Smash Ultimate. Number 19, Switch Sports. Number 18, Minecraft. Number 17, Gotham Knights. Number 16, oh. so, yeah, yeah. Number 16, Sonic Frontiers. Number 15, NBA 2K23. Number 14, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Number 13, Gran Turismo 7. Number 12, Call of Duty Vanguard. Number 11, Mario Kart 8. Number 10, MLB The Show 2022. Number 9, Horizon Forbidden West. Shocking. 
PlayStation exclusive came out in like February, I want to say. So it's had a long time to chart. So that, that, I don't know, man, that might've underperformed. Uh, number eight, Pokemon legends, Arceus. Uh, that was a January. I want to say January 27th. I think it's coming up on a year. Um, Number five, Lego, or Lego St- Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. Number four, God of War Ragnarok. Nice. Number three, Madden NFL 23. Number two, Elden Ring. Number one, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Honestly, the only big surprise there was Gotham Knights. Oh, shit. I missed number six. I went right from seven to five. Number six was Pokemon Scarlet Violet. Everything else, I should... But Gotham Knights, everything else I feel like deserves to be there. That the Gotham kind of just threw me. Yeah, that that game underperformed sales wise. I'm I'm really with that whole. I didn't put it on the list to talk about this week, but or maybe I did. Did I? I did not. Yeah. So like the Suicide Squad killed the Justice League images that leaked. It has a battle pass and all the stuff that can be taboo. And we're out. Yeah, you know I think that game might go towards service. Although they say the battle pass is just for cosmetics. Still. You're, the word battle pass is taboo and you're charging us money for, for it to look different. I, I think that's just the stupidest thing, but you got to make your money. Games are not cheap, but like, I think that game's going to woefully underperform. There's a reason we still don't have gameplay. Yeah. At least, Ouch. at least more than two seconds of it. Like I, I just have a bad feeling about yes. that game. I also have a bad feeling about a game. We're going to talk about here in just a second. Yep. Uh, let's jump in. Crystal Dynamics will stop supporting Marvel's Avengers on September 30th. That's that's uh probably two years too late, but yeah, I mean I I got I was vocal from the jump that I was out. Hey, so. I remember in 2019 when we did our We Pod Awards for the first couple of years, you and I did top three most anticipated things for the following year. And in 2019, this was my number three for 2020, and I never bought it. <laughs> I only played it. I only played it when it came to Game Pass, and there's a reason I haven't talked about. It. Yeah, well, you, you you did the right move, my friend. Yeah, this is this is far too long. If all we wanted, all we wanted, was a single player story with the Avengers, instead we got a live service game. And what did you give us the single player story on Guardians of the Galaxy that have nothing to do with the movies, which is what the popular thing is? So that game undersold because that wasn't the cast of heroes that everybody wanted to see. So like. Marvel's game division just continues to blow it. And you'd say, all right, well, yeah, DC carries that with the Arkham games. No, 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 no. Gotham Knights massively underperformed. And Suicide Squad has bad vibes, bad vibes going about it right now. I think that superheroes are starting to fade in the fatigue larger is pop culture. The fatigue is very real from the general consensus. And the last story we have in gaming, Xbox will be holding a developer direct on January 25th at 3 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, and I was going to say, like, hey, maybe we should wait until this thing's over before we record because let's do our reactions, da-da-da. But they were actually very upfront with what we're going to see here. Um, Expect very few surprises, maybe like a GoldenEye date because... You know, Nintendo still hasn't announced the January N64 game. So, like, maybe, maybe that. But I, I, I don't know, because that's even been announced already. So, like, I, I don't think this is going to be a brand new announcement type thing. They'll probably wait for that for their June E3 or their E3 showcase. Uh, they're giving updates on Redfall, um, Forza Horizon, 
um, Minecraft Builders 2 or something, something like that. And then another game I can't recall right now. And that's it. And they're calling it a developer direct. And that's why I think the bad thing comes in. Developer direct means we're going to sit down with these developers. We're going to do these slow, boring interviews. Nobody wants even a state of play. Just give us what we want. Give us the trailers. Give us the hype. Give us the release date, because that's all we're going to watch this thing for is to find out when Redfall's coming. And that's really going to be the thing. And Forza Horizon, that's what people care about. And you might ask yourself, wait a minute. There's a massive Xbox game coming. We still don't know a date. Why isn't Starfield a part of this? Well, they've said it. They've said why. They're very upfront. Starfield will not be a part of this presentation. It's too big. It will be getting its own presentation soon, which is good news. Yeah, sounds right. We still don't have a date. I would imagine June, maybe July, but that's my speculation. Um, but don't expect giant new reveals. So I thought to myself, all right, we're going to get some updates on games we know about. We might get a cool little surprise, but that's nothing that can't wait. Social media will be where that is. So like when they drop the stuff, people hit up us, hit our social media up. I'll probably post the entire direct as I tend to on our Facebook page, like the YouTube link to it. And I'll probably do some screenshots on our IG recapping whatever release dates and excuse me, and announcements get told be cool to see a game pass update, like cool things coming to game pass, like Gotham Knights, or maybe even a giant one, like Hogwarts legacy, something like that would be nice to get, you know, give us a reason to dive back into game pass this year. Um, I mean, I guess the games that are coming out are, are enough, but I wouldn't expect a gears six or gears collection or banjo kazooie or anything on avowed or perfect dark. I think that's all going to be June if at all. So, um, it wasn't worth holding off. I wanted to talk last of us. I know you did too. So we wanted to go on Monday. This is January 23rd, by the way, we didn't say that up top. Oh no, we did. Um, so yeah, that's that. That's the developer direct. It's probably going to be boring. It's probably going to be double the length it needs to be minimum. And I'm probably going to forget about it real quick, but expect a Starfield thing pretty soon. And that is exciting. Uh, last story we have tonight for you before we get on out of here. If you're a fallout boy fan like me, they just announced so much for stardust, their new record coming out March 24th, March 24th, shaping up to be the best day of the year. On that day alone, we get the new Fallout Boy record, we get Resident Evil 4 remake, and we get Yellow Jacket Season 2 premiere. So March 24th is going to be a hell of a day. They have a new single out right now called Love from the Other Side, and their guitarist quit the day after they announced it. So like, holy shit. But I will say it is more trending towards old Fallout Boy than new Fallout Boy. It is a mix of kind of the fall play of their heyday mixed with that kind of mania style that they've been doing recently, but it does tend to sway a little bit more towards the old fall play. That's why I like it. I don't love it. I like it. It's, it's getting there for me. It gives me hope that the rest of the record could be good. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of edging. It's like okay. blink is trying to be old blink, but they're not. They're just still, they're still kind of old dudes. Just me. And so like, that's what it reminds me of. It's fallout boy. With a hint of old Fallout Boy, but still very new, if that makes sense. Um, so if you're a Fallout Boy fan, look forward to that uh, coming out March 24th. And, and that'll be our pod. Uh, any final thoughts for you before we get on out of here? 
I'm just ready for Sunday night. I'm I'm ready for episode three of The Last of Us. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, me too. And we'll be back sometime in February. I would imagine, ladies and gentlemen, February will be a two-episode month. We've promised you that it won't just be one episode per month. We will be doing some bonuses here or there. And uh, so, like, if we get a February direct and it happens to be on a week we don't plan on recording, no matter what, I will be there to break that down. Uh, Sam, I hope you're there to, to join as well. Same if there's like a state of play, things like that. And ob- obviously, a Nintendo Direct is coming before we record next. So I would imagine the next time you hear us is going to be a Nintendo Direct bonus episode. And then we'll be back probably in later February, the t- sometime after the 20th, I'd imagine. Uh, we'll do the, the Ant-Man stuff. We'll do an, a Last of Us update because we'll be well into the season by then. You know, we'll be seven episodes deep maybe oh my god super excited so we'll have lots to talk about lots to dive into we hope you'll join us thank you for everybody who supported us on this monthly venture our monthly numbers have been astounding i'm very very happy with them Um, and i'm glad that so many of our listeners have decided to stay with us even though we're recording 25 percent of the time we used to it just means the world that you've all stuck with us and quite frankly been just as engaging in all of our socials and stuff like that. We love you guys. Yeah, we we truly do. Hit us up on any social media. We're happy to talk to you, whether it's on our Facebook timeline or a DM on Twitter or Instagram. We love hearing from you. We hope to talk to you soon. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next month for the February episode. Hopefully next pod, the Eagles are the newest football champions. Go Birds!